high frequency microphones and only dogs can hear you right now. Very good. That's the, that's the level Very of good. that broke off with the, with the kind of the audio. So, hello everyone, welcome to a podcast. This is what we're doing. <laughs> hello. Uh, yeah. Um, yeah. Beer though. Beer. Yeah. Yeah. Yay. Bro, today it's summertime. Internet okay. launcher. Yeah. It's summer. summertime. Um, oh yeah. Indeed. I got this. I know, I got this Hopperberg mixed fruit tropical version that I haven't had before. It's very sweet, lads, but it's very nice. Yeah, Copperberg is a sugar water. Mm. Yeah. In sugar water. Um, yeah. I, I'm having a very nice, very nice ale. <laughs> I, I too have, I'm having a pale ale and it's got upstream on it. Um, I don't know what that means, but it's got streaming in the title, so kind of, you know. Okay. It's apt. Um, folks, that as always, I'm Wayne. I'm Kim. I'm Darren. I'm Jill. And we are Pubcast. Um, we thought we'd get together nope. and do one of these. Yes. Yeah, remember Christmas. remember when we thought they'd all be IRL? Yeah. After yeah. 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 Like, we did, we did one maybe two at a push if my really patchy time riddled memory serves i think two. yeah i i can't remember the two, last i want to like, say two two i think but we've been doing these uh in in between episodes of our social shenanigans D campaign we've been doing these which is like online little chats of different things yeah. and there's a fair amount of stuff that has happened in the nerd world be it tv shows books whatever cartoons still the Fucking whole kit and caboodle. Um, so many TV shows have dropped and have been ingested into our eyeballs at, at, at like a full full effect. If you watch Stranger Things four all in one sitting, and then watch the whole because like, like it was literally a collection of one and a half hour, two hour movies. Um, I have three episodes left. Oh, three episodes, episodes left. left. Really, like I couldn't yeah. stop. I, I had We're like, gonna have to chill out this for is, five. This is, this, this is the problem. Don't tell him because I love him. But like, this is the problem of having a boyfriend who doesn't live with you because he can't be like, what are we just being straight? Like, that's the whole point of them. Like, the whole, they brought in like watch parties where you can. Yeah, you, know. you can't really do it properly on the, the, the Netflix browser interface. I was trying to look for it. I know it's easy to do it on uh, Amazon Prime, um, but we couldn't figure it out. But um, yeah, so I. I kind of bullied him into watching um, episode six last night. I was like, right, so we're going to both hit play at the same time and I'll talk to you in an hour and a half or I'll talk to you in an hour and 15 minutes. Because initially it was like, oh, we leave the phones on. And then it was like, no, there's going to be interference and we're not going to talk to each other anyway because we're going to be paying attention to the show. We'll talk yeah. to you afterwards. So season six ends with Steve getting dragged into the upside down by Vecna. Spoilers, by the way, whoever hasn't seen this. Well, yeah, that's you know? um, But that's that's where I'm at. Yeah. So if you guys want to talk about it, I can fuck off for a while. Well, we can definitely talk about it up to that because there's a lot of it. So spoilers. Ah. Are, so let me precurse this entire episode. This entire episode. <laughs> Put I, a big warning on like the front before it even goes up. Like, <laughs> oh, hello, yeah, I'm, I'm going to edit in a spoiler warning now. Maybe. There was your spoiler warning, okay? So, this entire episode is just going to be talking about Stranger Things. I guess we're going to be talking about the boys, are we? Yeah. yeah. Can I Can I I'm make a request? I haven't yeah. seen uh, Thor, Love and Thunder, and I haven't watched uh, Neither have I. 
past the first. Oh, oh, I'm seeing it tomorrow. Just, I think just, the discussion of, of why that happened. The second time was horrible. We went to not talking about the the movie, but wait, 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 wait. Was Hold your piss for a second. <laughs> Daz, hang on, hang on, hang on. Yes. So, uh, if I could kick off the boys' discussion when it happens, because I haven't seen Stranger now, Things. Kim, I will say this, right? You're FaceTiming like somebody's mother because you're up like this in the camera. So, just sit back so we can see your Another face. Another spoiler? I am someone's mother. Yeah, but, like, you know, I mean, like, you know, somebody who doesn't, it's literally just like one Don't say your man. Here. That's half the fun. Give me the credit union's number. <laughs> Never sees like the credit union's number. Yeah. Because like, we're always like, I can see what you are doing. Yeah. You see, I'm in frame for me, but. Yeah, yeah, no, see, you have to remember the way we do this is in an application called OBS. And I then have to take everyone's lovely face and put it inside a little frame. Oh, so, in a box and well, living in a box, in a box. so in a just remember that so if you get really close okay. to the camera you could get i could just okay. just the bottom of your mouth or the so is this good yeah that's a good that's, position that's to be in okay you know all right so title of your sex tape and uh, yeah i'm not biting on that by the way uh, <laughs> title of my other sex tape so, uh, yeah, all right all right so um what i was gonna say was uh, I think we should do Stranger Things first because it's so raw for everybody. I've seen an hour of Stranger Things in my life, so I'll be uh, I'll be just listening. But um, insane you haven't watched it. You haven't seen any of it at all. No, it uh, it when I when I did obviously I started watching it when it came out, and I think I'm. It does make sense that it wouldn't be the case for you, Wayne. But for me, it was kind of Super Eight style. A pastiche of a time that I remember too well. Do you know what I mean? Sure. So I couldn't, it was inauthentic to me because of course it is, because it's a television show. Um, but the the aesthetic di- uh, didn't, it was mildly irritating to me, but uh, I was always planning on going back because there's just so much of it. You know, I'll get to it. Yeah. Um, yeah, I, I trust the people that have reviewed it. That's fair. Um, so yeah, so Stranger Things is obviously something we could talk about for sure. Um, the boys, I take it. So, oh, Kim and Jill, you aren't caught up with it, or you are? Kim is. Are. I'm not. Jill isn't. Okay. And obviously, Thor: Love and Thunder. The man has seen it, but the three of us haven't. Well, we can um, we can wait till you have. Um, sure. I've seen it twice. Um, so. There's, there's also there's also a rake of other stuff, um, which in typical recording fashion, because pubcast is pubcast, we don't fucking make notes. We come up with this shit off the, you know, off the cuff. No. So it's not yeah. as if we Let's came in here. Let do that. Yeah, we we didn't come in here with a plan. We, we came in here with, with semi good intentions and booze. That's what came we came in here with here. exactly. Yeah, the booze so, being the important part. Yeah, so. The thing about the thing, the thing we'll, we'll kick it off with Stranger Things. So again, spoiler warning, um, and I think everyone, everyone, the majority of people have least like that are going to watch it have watched most of it at this point. Yeah, um, because yeah. it's it's fucking everywhere. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. it, it's, I for me personally, I thought it was it's just phenomenal show. Um, I have always thought that about it. I think from the start, it's been fantastic. It is. It hit a lot of the nostalgia thing for me, being of that generation. 
and you know and yes the rose colored glasses were there for it uh, but it spoke to, to to the kid i was because they're pretty much the kids that are in that show um but overall i just love the the visuals the music everything and season four was just more of the same and then some yeah um and even up to just even just talking about it up to up to episode six it's it's paced so well in this season and they were given such an allowance to make a show where episodes are going to be like an hour and a half with the finale being two and a half hours two hours 20 minutes like they weren't held back in any way which is ironic seeing that like Netflix is chopping shows left, right, and center, but this is their golden goose. Like, you they know. know where the money is, though. Yes, yeah, they're bread oh, yeah. and butter. They can't mess with this. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. They were given something like 30 million an episode. What? Yeah. Just like oh, silly shit. money. Um, 30, as far as I'm aware, it's $30 million an episode is what was pumped into it. And it's all on the screen mm. um, between the cast. Now, I don't, I don't know if it's one of these shows where the returning cast were demanding more money every season or whatever like that. I don't know. Mm. But um, like you can, it, from the special effects to the acting to the sound, sound, music, the works. Um, I think for whatever reason, this particular season, more than any of the other ones, seems to have grabbed the zeitgeist heavily by the balls. Like literally, yeah. just grab their balls think, and drag them along. Do you think because it's taken kind of so long, that, we're coming out the end of COVID as well? Yeah, and the young people who started watching it are a bit deeper than they were when it started. Like, uh, mm-hmm. that they, yeah. like, cause it really hit people mm-hmm. really hit people, yeah. uh, this season. Do you think it's that, uh, people had to wait for it? I think there's part of that. There's, there's, see, there's a lot of that during the pandemic. If you think about it, there was a lot of stuff that people were waiting for. And when some of it landed, some of it hit and hit well, and some of it hit badly. Um, be it movies or shows or whatever, whereas it was waiting too long. Now, as far as I'm aware, this started before the pandemic and finished filming after the pandemic or during and after the pandemic, yeah. but after, during, yeah. still during Absolutely the pandemic. delayed, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so and that's why season five, they're saying there's going to be a time jump at the start of season five because all of the actors the kids have all aged significantly. Mm. It's like it's that summer when, you know, when Anto goes home, at the end of at the end of uh, the start of summer break in, in third class and he goes back in fourth class and he started off being a four foot nothing and he comes back and he's six foot two and he's broad and all his pimples are gone. It's that type of a situation, you know? Yeah. Um but I mean for me personally I thought this this season definitely was top tier. Um and I I I don't know how the rest of you felt about it, but it just seemed to hit every single note correctly, every every single dramatic beat it had. Every new character was fucking phenomenal. Like even mm. from the smallest, smallest individual character seemed to have an impact. Um, like there's a character called Chrissy, who's a cheerleader, is in it yeah. for like maybe I think she's only in it one episode. Yeah, the very start. Yeah, and her 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 like funnily enough played by Casper Van Dien's daughter. Yep. Um, Shout out to Casper Van Dien, lovely guest at DCC. Yeah. Um, uh-huh. yeah it, it's like she's in one episode and even the Duffer brothers came out and said that they felt sorry after seeing the reactions of her character online they felt bad about killing her off so quickly yeah 
you know, because of the because of the character itself, not so yeah. the chemistry between her between her and Jason Quinn, who plays the character Eddie Munson, who is Joseph seems, Quinn. Joseph Quinn, sorry, Joseph Quinn, um, who plays Eddie Munson, who is now Eddie Monster. No, Eddie. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we'll get so, to that as well. Oh Jesus. Um, but yeah, so Jill, Darren, I mean, if, like other two people that have watched it, I mean, was there anything that stood out for you, even in the first six episodes, Jill? Because there's a lot in there. I, I, I'm in love with Robin. Um, I think she's phenomenal, and she talks so fast, and she says so much, and she's so neurotic, but she's amazing. Who does that remind she's you? So... <laughs> she's <laughs> <laughs> she's so um, she's so creative and uh smart and i like the development between her that happened between her and nancy because nancy was one of those she's like pain hole but she's grown on me you're starting to sound, <laughs> starting to sound like i read like she's only interested when she has a gun in her hand um that's Irene's <laughs> opinion of nancy um um but yeah so the, like the the fact that robin and her have kind of formed a little alliance this season has been lovely yeah go on the girls um the the red like i absolutely love eddie munson like straight away i was like oh this is the you know this is the, the lunatic who he's on his third attempt trying to graduate high school and uh mad into dnd so of course there's the whole satanic panic going on at the time in the states as well people thinking that like yeah. years we're all worshiping the devil um is that I in all the seasons or just in this season it's it's prominent in this yeah, one it's very prominent it's it's bigger this it's big part of it in this one it's it's a big part of the story this this yeah. time yeah big time and but, yeah but it, it ties in yeah with what was got because it's what this season is 86 yeah yes yes yeah. 86 86 yeah, yeah, yeah. so like it does hit the nostalgia bug for me but at the same time like i was a child in the 80s so i don't remember that as much as i remember being a teen in the 90s flex um <laughs> i'm still old like. but um yes but the music well you know i love my 80s music and mm -hmm. uh the the phenomenal kate bush is now top of the charts because of um stranger things and all all the kids are learning about the wonderful miss kate bush um, which is phenomenal, great. Like it sounds. Know. That song is so delightfully weird that it sounds like it came out last week by some indie. I know, artist. yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah so um, it's great. But yeah, the the as you said, the production value has been phenomenal. The special effects, like the the main body Vecna looks like to me. I was like, it's 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 more horror swamp thing vibes a little bit of swamp thing in there because yeah. the vines yeah. obviously but less green he's uh he's uh yeah all red and demony looking um but that looks amazing i've been tempted a couple of times to look at like there's youtube uh features up on like the makeup and the prosthetics that we use from i'm like nope wait till after you finish the show because i might ruin something mm -hmm. um but it's been a, it's been great, and every episode, it's like, oh shit, oh shit, what, what are they going to do now? Um, and a couple of times left you on a cliffhanger as well. So like that, that mm. season six, I was like, but they might, but they can't, but they might. Episode six was very much a cliffhanger for sure, big time. Um, 
You know, it is like and there are some great moments. In that, like every, like I said, every episode has got a fantastic moments. But it's like, you know, you know, when you see movies in the cinema, like the Marvel films are famous for the way they had those key standout moments: Cap picking up Mjolnir and yeah. you know, yeah. strapping the shield back on. I can do this all yeah. day type of situation. Those type of moments where they were like, oh yeah, like this yeah. show had multiple ver- multiple moments like that throughout. Um, yeah. And they just build and build, and in the in the two last two episodes is a fuck ton. Yeah, um, and I love Hop's story at the moment as well because he's obviously like there's the two. The party has been split, which we knew you never do at the end of the last, which you should never do. You're right, Darren. Um, you know they've had their time on their own, and now there's another. There's the other split because um, Joyce and Maury are doing their thing, trying to find how, and it's just like all these. Are they ever gonna? manage to get back together how are they gonna get back to hawkins and defeat the baddie what's gonna happen um pop story has been great like there's been moments in the in the uh in in the prison in the gulag when he's there wailing on him thomas, um, thomas will like, actually as well is there like another, huh? another former dublin comic-con guest thomas will actually from game of thrones yeah. and now stranger things like the you know uh, the man was it the man? Was it what's the phrase from fucking Game of Thrones? Oh my god! Fuck! How dare they do that to the show? So we haven't been Valar Margulis watching it afterwards. Yeah, I don't yeah, know exactly. Yeah, but yeah, Val- Valar Margulis type of situation. But yeah, like and yeah. he's a he, he's a cracking actor in it, and he's brilliant in this. Yeah, um, yeah, he's excellent in it. Um, but yeah, there's there's a bit where he's a dirty um, you as well. <laughs> <laughs> Is, do, do you remember? I don't know if you remember if if, if any of you were there during his panel that I did at Comic Con, and like he's German and his English is good. Yeah. He's got good English, yeah. but add the Irish accent on top of that at, at a distance with a microphone where somebody's like talking like this, and they're like, oh. so there was this young girl at his panel, and she stood up, and her boyfriend was there, and she got up to the microphone. She was like. Would you mind if I um wore a horse mask and you you jumped on me and rode me like a horse while my boyfriend watched? And this was like in a panel at the show, <laughs> and he kind of turned to me and he was like, "What?" Was like, um, did you hear her? He says, "I just couldn't understand what she said. It was quite muffled." I was like, "I'm gonna have to fucking repeat this." No, um, you're not. You're, you tell her to sit yeah. down. And, not and I kind of was like, uh, uh, and then she said it louder into the microphone. And he's like, you want to be a horse? And uh, I was like, yeah, she said something along those lines, like wear a horse mask. And he was like, no, <laughs> I'm not doing <laughs> that. home no. and behave yourself. Yeah. yeah, but he was he was very nice, very nice, very amicable dude. And- yeah, they did. They, I, I do wonder at cons sometimes like my biggest dislike is people pretending to be cool you don't have to be cool you can you can you can you know you can show your enthusiasm for the, so yeah so just like when you were on set like don't try to be cool just be honest like you're freaking out it's fine uh, but then like bringing your kink to a panel no thank you no thank you Maybe you should try and act more cool. Maybe you should be more unnatural if that's your vibe. Well, funnily, you should say that about conventions. It ties in with Stranger Things because Joseph Quinn, 
was at his first ever convention as a guest about a week London ago. London Film and Comic Con. London Film and Comic Con, yeah. I have I have free oh. I have frequented it in and, the past and, and had good times there, but oh, I heard like, about this. Yeah, so he um he went to real funny, you just Google the word Joseph and the first thing that comes up is Joseph Quinn. Um he went to London Film and Comic Con, his first ever convention. He'd never been to a convention before as a guest because he, he'd, he'd been wow. in plenty of shows, but he'd never been in shows that were like, nerds want to see you and give you money yeah. to take photographs with you, that type of thing. Yeah, yeah. And, Amazing. Um, so he had gone, and, and, and again, I, I, don't, like, I, I don't know the full information about this, and there's a lot of different... different variations of the story online so i'm not going to come out and say this is the exact truth of what happened but apparently he wasn't treated very well by the actual staff at the show oh, no. uh, they overbooked him because yeah. he like his character eddie munson is a fan favorite now in the entire yeah, season absolutely. his character was literally the fans were like no don't do anything bad to eddie um and they just rode they just rode that wave and it got really like like literally fanatical about the whole thing, and they overbooked them. They weren't them. ready, but well, no, they knew what they were fucking doing, uh, because all conventions, particularly London Film and Comic Con, should know better. Um, yeah, yeah, and they're around long enough. They are, and they've dealt with this type of thing before. They had Tom Holland a couple of Tom Tom Holland Tom Hiddleston a couple of years ago with a very similar situation, and they like they overbooked Joseph's photograph opportunities, uh, like the photo ops that they do, and. There was issues with queuing and they then moved the queue. So just imagine you're top of the queue at a photo op. You're next in line to get your photograph taken. And somebody comes out and says, we're going to have to move the photo op across to a different section because it's gone over time. Somebody else is coming to do their photo op. We're going to have to move Joseph. So they moved the queue. They just said, you're going to be over there now. They didn't literally move it. They just said, go over there. So everyone oh, ran. And, and whoever, like say people were at the back of the queue were now running to get to the front of the queue. Whereas that one person that had been queuing for ages what they're at the front queue now mm. has to deal with the fact that they moved. That was one of the things. The other thing was he was he was spending they were claiming or there's claims that he was being shouted at by London Comic Con film and Comic Con staff because he was spending too much time individually with in with people that were coming up to his table. Yeah. So people were coming to his table to get stuff signed and he was chatting with them, having a bit of a laugh, taking photographs, whatever. And the staff at the show allegedly were shouting at him. To say and basically being berating him for doing that, he then went on stage for his Q and A, and a fan got up to the microphone. There's a video of this on YouTube, and thanked him for being so gracious with his time, and thanked him for being so friendly with everyone, because they have gravitated towards the character of Eddie so heavily, and they just love him so much, and he doesn't understand the impact he's had on the zeitgeist overall. And I think it is, it has sunk in now at this stage, but I've seen videos of him getting interviewed and he's just like, my dear, how is this even possible? And he broke down on stage as his fan said this to him. You see him physically crying and he's like, oh, no, it's like, like he's physically upset about the whole thing. Like, you know, he's a, he seems like a very sensitive guy um, and a very nice individual he's as well. He's in an, in an actor. Yeah. yeah. Really? Totally. Um, yeah. So... There was all these allegations and then London Film and Comic Con came out and they, you know, they apparently they clapped back on the rumours. Um, they have, yeah, I read a statement. Yeah, stating that, they, you know, they, they had, that he was treated fairly, that they would never treat a guest like that, particularly one 
Joseph's first ever convention. They wanted to give him a good experience, so on and so forth. So it's funny, like this whole thing with uh, Thomas Wallachia at Dublin Comic Con with that one weird question. Multiply that by a million wow. and you'll get what happened to Joseph Quinn mm. at London Film and Comic Con, which seems to be quite... Known. And, and hopefully it doesn't sour him to conventions, but obviously... He's a good well, actor and he seems like very sound as well. So from, yeah. that's, that's a good quality, you know? Mm. Um, so fingers crossed, um, he, you know, he has a good second outing at a convention at some point. Yeah. And they actually give him... The, the care and the attention that he actually needs as a guest because guests do need care and attention. They need to be looked after well because it is quite a, a thing to have seas of people coming at you, like, you know? Yeah, they're not farm animals and they talk to each other. Like someone's yeah. going to go, hey, have you been to this Dublin Comic Con? Any use? And they're like, oh yeah, they put me in a nice hotel. It was grand. Yeah, was yeah. Like, everybody was lovely. They will talk to each other. They're not going to come to some place where you're treated like that. They're going to, word's going to get around. Yeah, 100%. but um, yeah. So that's terrible. His first experience is terrible. I mean, as far as the show was concerned, though, um, like it was, it's they do it. Stranger Things is the thing that they've done since season one, where they introduce a character. The character is unexpectedly, unexpectedly beloved by the fan base, mm. and then that character gets killed off. Hashtag justice, justice for Barb. Barb. Yeah. So it I've happened. never even seen the show. Trailer for yeah. Barb's not dead. You see that? Yeah. yeah. I want. I want justice for Barb, and I've never even seen it. Yeah. So there was all this outcry when all of all of a sudden when Eddie appears and everyone was like, "Well, there's my new favorite character. Keep him safe." So it's like, yeah, like it is. We'll see. We'll see what happens in season five and how that's going to be handled. But it's it's kind of it's. Very surprised when you said season five. I'm like, the way people reacted to this, I thought it was the finish, the finale. I thought it was done. One more. I think I think the way people's stories are going, I think it's it's you can tell when something's drawn out, but this doesn't feel drawn out yet. Like I, I I've been watching Stranger Things from the beginning. Like I I watched all of them again before. Like I, I took an extra couple right. of days because I forgot it was coming out. Then it was on my stream, and I'm like, hang on, what? And I went back and I watched it all again. And like stayed away from the internet because that's how good it is. Like every year they build on it and they, they they build on the characters. Like you're kind of watching it for the nostalgia, but you're also watching it for the characters. Any new character come in, you're like it's not a two-dimensional, like there's always stuff behind it. Um like, like even with uh, Max's brother, you know, like in the you know, like he was such a bully and such an asshole, but you 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 got to see why, and you got like he was in the last one. And then with, for like as I said, I watched all for all, all the seasons up to this one, and it's funny. Like for me, uh, Eddie, well, Eddie is a lot cooler than I was. But I, I as soon as I seen with the D and D, but as soon as I seen Eddie get introduced, it reminded me of my days in Fairhouse when I was a rocker because in Fairhouse there was only five rockers, and it, and we all played D and D. Now, naturally, we didn't go, you know, like after school, didn't go and like, you know, like uh, killed demi demigorgons in real life. In, in D&D, we did. Yeah. But like as soon as I seen him on screen, I was like, OK. And I was worried because, you know, like um, at that time period, it, there was that like uh, D&D is, is people, uh, you know, all uh, they all worship demons and are devil worshippers and all this stuff. And it was funny. Uh, anything that happens in America usually takes around 10 years. And I do get flashback about 10 years in the 1996, I think. I have a bit, a bit wrong. We were playing down the, uh, we used to play it every every week uh, on a Sunday down in the friend's house. And what gen did you play, Darren? 
Dungeons and Dragons. It's 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 the new. No, which oh, gen? No, 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 the edition. Turn Ed. Turn Ed. Yeah. Which um, you're probably surprised at. Also, second Ed, but that we don't have any whiskey here. Yeah, yeah. Second yeah. Ed, third Ed. But yeah, so it was funny. I do remember walking into play and then I did a kind of like a, a farted Ted thing. I was like, I hear we're all, you know, like, you know, demon worshippers now, father. But um, so it was it was just like it took 10 years and it, and it finally hit, hit here. But to see that on the on on the, you know, Netflix, to see those characters, char- one character, as I said, that reminded me a lot of my my youth was cool. And it was it was done. He was done really, really well. Like I know at the beginning, like him at like, um, you know, he's blamed for like, um, for the murder. Uh, I've gone, my brain's gone on the character now. Um, Chrissy he only has the first season. Chrissy, Chrissy, Chris, yeah. Chrissy. I got the song on my head that they've done, but yeah. Um, so I was like, oh, is he gonna be one and done? Like, is he, you know, like, um, but they really, even even him, they built up so much so that like, you're really looking forward to like seeing how, like how he gets on with the rest of the group and what happens to him next and whatnot. Yeah. And all the other characters like them being, you know, you never split the party. And to see that, and tall to see the, the nods to, you know, uh, again, Chrissy, like being, you know, one of the populist girls in school, having this other side where, you know, like she she needs the drugs for the, 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 the well, the dreams and whatnot, but you, you kind of get a hint that there's something else as well. But um, again, I, I think it's, it's it, it keeps on, like they seem to know their plan and where they're kind of going. Like they, they had the, the, the demo guard on, on the first one, the demo dogs, the hint at the mind flare, the meat mind flare, and now Vecna, and I just kind of like, I, I I feel like this season now, season five will probably be the end one. They'll get it all because all those all those actors are be, are becoming well known now. They're starting to branch out, and that's that's the thing. And they've they've like kind of like because of the pandemic and whatnot, they've aged, and some of them have gotten really tall. And that's kind of you'd have to do that kind of like a couple of years, or a couple of months or a couple of years have happened. But uh, I t- sorry, Kim, I, I interrupted you when you were saying like about like you were surprised that it'd be done now. But my point is that it feels like one more season and then I, I, I'd be happy with it because I don't want it to. It's so good. You'll watch it again and again. Yeah. Um, and it's That's good. As long, show. as long as the last season doesn't rip its yes. entire heart out, which yes. is, you know, not to mention any show that has come up in the course of this conversation already. But we had... um. Uh, we had like the watchability of shows absolutely destroyed by how they finished. Yeah. Like the, mm, the rewatch. That's true. It just devalued instantly. And the impact, the impact this has had on people. It's like mm. everybody like from, from like, there's what's your, what's your age recommendation? What's your youngest age recommendation for this? Like 12. Yeah. 12. Yeah. 12. 12. Yeah. 12. Yeah. Um, Darren, every time you say rocker, so nobody said that in the country when I was growing up, presumably because there were fucking none. But um, every time you say rocker, I picture lads on the beach in Brighton fighting mobs. <laughs> oh, and the idea <laughs> of these lads on rockers, there. like that's what it always was. Like Fibber McGee's and was it? Oh God, I can't remember the pub around the corner. It's gone now. I had all the scangers, and they would always. Be worried of a fight happening because they were so close together. The back but Darren, it, like the it, back gate. Like, I used to go through the back gate to get to Fibbers because there was no bouncers back in the day when yeah. I was I that. underage. So I accidentally went the other way from Fibbers True. Sir, sir, some where this led and had a beer and left. Well, <laughs> like you calling yourself a rocker sounds like you taking on the thing that was shouted at you by scangers. Like you know, um, Darren Conway owning oh, the words yeah. hippie. on my gears. You know, yeah. like. Like yeah, when we used to go around to Andy Murray's, uh, we used to always get called hippies, 
every Sunday like bloody clockwork. They're just so years. incorrect we, in their insults. Yeah, I know, right? We, we, we got revenge, or should I say I got revenge, Because uh, I and I'll never forget it, because um, like we, we, we walked past them, and just before they shouted it, I turned around and said, like, shut up, you fucking hippies. And for about three weeks, now I was remember I was six foot two, all well, six foot two, six foot four with my new rocks. So, you know, they 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 heard me say it and they kind of like, let's get no hang on, he's too tall. So, but anyway, uh, it, it I said this and it took around about three or four weeks before they got with the response. And the response now they stopped it every time we walked by them, they didn't say it again. And then four weeks later, I'll never forget it. They did reply, and their response was. Did you call me a fucking hippie a couple of weeks ago? <laughs> and I just laughed and just continued on. Yeah, that's, I don't that's remember oh, wow. happening ever, ever. Well, before we, you know, stop being rockers and whatnot. And but uh, I just it was funny. Would you? Because because the only people like like uh, metalers were metalers, but like fans of rock music were just people. So well, I, I think you were a metaler, no? That's it. Was all in one. Like all music were in Tala anyway. Was you know, we call ourselves rockers and you're right. You know, but, uh, and then when you got to fibers, well, no one called you anything because we we're all the same and you were chatting. All the same. Yeah, so yeah. weirdos. We're all weirdos together. You know, all yeah. weird together. Yeah. Exactly. Can I, uh, as, as a weirdo, yeah. can, can I just say one of my favorite little nods in, because it's fresh in my brain um, in Stranger Things, you know, when they go to visit Dustin's girlfriend and the house is mental. Yeah. Kids running around and then her sister is just a little Ali Sheedy from the Breakfast Club. Pretty oh, much. I had a little <laughs> yeah. twee moment when I saw her. <laughs> um, oh, God, I love the goth kids just looking for quiet somewhere. <laughs> um, the, 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 the worry came about the whole thing not, not landing in the fifth season. I think it's unfounded because <clears throat> unlike previous shows that we've been you know, subjected to shitty last couple of seasons because of the change of writers or the lack of source material that it's been based yeah. on. The Duffer brothers are in control all the way through. It's their baby. It's their thing from start to finish. They have a plan and you can see it. It's, it's everything, uh, every oh, single season. You can season. always tell when people have a plan. Yeah. Like, I think, I think, I think that's why it's resonating so well, because I think unfortunately with a lot of pop culture at the moment, it's very disjointed. And that's been like the Marvel and the Disney thing. And, like the current, and I get I get asked this by a lot of a lot of people say this to me in work and just having conversations, water cooler type stuff. Like all of the phases of Marvel seem to have had a plan all the way through, whereas this current phase of Marvel stuff seems to be very disjointed, very kind of like individual things doing their individual things. Maybe and, deliberately, Wayne. Maybe deliberately because sure. Feige still got his entire grips on that. But this is like perfectly formed arc. The world ends. It's put back together. Hashtag time heist. And then they can be a bit more experimental. But compare like the Marvel TV shows to the Star Wars TV shows. Yeah. It's quite obvious they haven't got a Feige. And I'm sorry, Kathleen. Like, well, no, they, you know, they, they don't. Yeah, you're right. Yeah. Like, there's a lot. I am no simp for the marvel universe but uh they do they still you'd know they were related well yeah uh, no matter how spun off it is 
I think in, de- definitely with the, the movies, maybe. The closer it maybe. is to the core, the closer it is to the core, Wayne, the harder it is to tack on to the fact that the bib happened. Do you know what I mean? Sure. So they want to sure. get as far as they can without having to like go through the minutia of why Peter's schoolmates are there or not there or whatever kind of mm. thing. Yeah. But I I trust them. Is the stupid? Oh, that's a very fucking simpy answer. <laughs> but I mean, it's the thing about it is, is that it, it's Stranger Things is very much its own contained mm. world, and the Duffer Brothers have actually said that there's going to be offshoot stories that are going to come out of this. They're gonna like this. The Stranger Thing show is going to be there, and when that ends, you're going to have stories within the world of Stranger Things, offshoots, mm. other parts of it. There are some threads still hanging from season three that haven't been answered. Oh. Um, they're like there's there's individual characters that appeared, uh, one in particular that appeared in season three. I think it was season, yeah, season okay. three, yeah, appeared in season three, and then was in it for like two episodes, and then we don't know what happened to them afterwards. And they're quite okay. Sent they were central to their episodes, and they link in with the story of eleven. So there are some unanswered story plot plot uh, plot threads and different things. But I think I, I as far as it's it, as far as shows go, it's one of the tightest, written, yeah. um, plotted out, acted, um, and yes, it has its stunt moments where you have stunt casting, in roles that you kind of go, I can totally understand. Like Paul Reiser turns up in it as a doctor involved yeah. in the experiments. He's been and doing stuff. that. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Exactly. Yeah. He has been in other shows as well, but he turns up in this in season two, and you're kind of like. And don't trust him. Don't trust him. Don't yeah, trust him. straight away. Don't trust him. And, and like, and he starts calling people kiddo. And for anyone yeah. that's a fan of aliens, you know. Uh, I when I again, it took a second, but yeah, when Burke, the company man Burke, yeah, showed, yeah. Burke, Burke. Burke to me. Yeah. But when he showed up, I'm like, nope. But the more again, growth, and even now, yeah. you're like, I'm still, it's, I'm still waiting. You know. Yeah, but that's the stunt casting. You see, Paul Reiser. Got that reputation with sci-fi fans in particular and horror fans in particular because of oh. aliens. Yeah. Okay. Okay. But he's we. I'm not wrong. Like he's been vanished for twenty years, right? He has, but he did that thing with Helen Hunt. That show with Helen Hunt that was extremely popular. No, and everyone he, knew mad about you. That was in, that was in the nineties, though. Exactly. I know. I know. But Wait. you have to remember. You have I'm to. I'm saying remember. he's got that mad about you money. So we yeah. haven't seen him sure, showing sure. up. By the way, David Schwimmer is that friend's money. Where the fuck is he advertising mobile games? We'll get back to that. Anyway, no, but he has been living off that. Like sure. he hasn't shown up. Like you said, aliens. Like it's just a thing that just happened. Like stunt casting. You're like, no, bitch. That was his prime time working time. But, but he my has point. Been retired. But, my, but my point is, is that yeah. aliens lives within the zeitgeist infinitely. So aliens is a yeah. film that that like if you say to somebody, you know, give me a space movie that's got action and you know a lot of gore in it, they'll go to aliens straight away. It's a zeitgeist film, so he lives in the zeitgeist. And Stranger yeah. Things is a show. Yeah, that is basically a birth. It's it's basically birthed from the zeitgeist. Everything in it is from that nostalgic idea, and yeah. to have him in something from the eighties uh, and playing a character that he plays feeds into oh, okay. feeds right. into the Burke idea. So anyone that knows him from Aliens, when they see him in this particular role, they go, 
I don't trust that prick because he's he's actually using phrases and language that the character yeah. Burke used. No, and the, and, and fans of Aliens are automatically going to be drawn to Stranger Things. And there so are, there are most of the fan base are going. Yeah. Well, I think I think oh. I think people watching Stranger Things are significantly younger than y'all, and so they'll be discovering Aliens after this. Sure. I I think in the same well, way I hope so that they may yeah. have heard Kate Bush, but uh, yeah, Wayne, I thought you were going to tell me that. All this time, the Paul Reiser's been pinging up in like the Doom movies and fucking, <laughs> you know, and the Halo TV show. And I was just no, but he's been gone. Like, OK, okay. Well, let, let's okay. go ask Google that. I want to see what Paul Reiser okay. has been doing with himself all through. While yeah. Wayne's Googling, the, the, the hold music will be me listing off some of the voice cast wasted and frittered in Minions Rise of Crew. OK, OK, OK. Um, we've got uh, Alan Alda. No, the other one. Why do I always do that? Which one? Why do I always do that? Oh my god! Oh my god! Oh, I'm such an idiot. The other AA. Anyway, um, I'll come back to that. Jean Claude Van Damme has about two and a half lines. Right. Dolph Lundgren, Dolph Lundgren, and Lucy Lawless are in a thing where we can't see them. So excuse me. No. Okay. Um, we have, oh my God, we got so many people in this. Uh, Danny Trejo is in it. Will Arnett is in it. D- uh, John DiMaggio is in it. Um, none of these characters do anything. Anything oh. at all. Uh, the Minions don't speak in Minionese. They sp- one of them is speaking Spanish. One of them is speaking German. One of them is speaking French. It's so stupid. Uh, Steve Carell, obviously. Oh my God, not Alan Alda, the other one. Big, tall, gorgeous, very old man. Uh, oh, my God. <laughs> I'm having a brain fart. Anyway, if you put Lucy Lawless in a performance where I can't see her, how very fucking dare you? And the animation well, yeah, fucking terrible. And the design, the aesthetics are disgusting. Did, so the DreamWorks no. found this one in, did they? Purely oh, found in. T- yeah. Alan Arkin. Right. That's, what did I you say? Oh, from right. Mash, who I think is dead. I'm no, sure. he's not dead. He's not dead. Okay, Hawkeye's, thank God. Hawkeye's still alive. Um, yeah, I, yeah, yeah. Fully Michelle Yo, Taraji P. Henson. Well, she actually has a character. It just sounds yeah, like you're yeah. saying the lyrics from Vogue. Yeah. Yeah. Dolph Lundgren, Lucy Lawless. You had DiMaggio in there. Lawless. So, yeah. yeah. Um, what was I going to say to you? Did you know this, right? Right. Update on the Paul Reiser situation. What about you okay. came back in 2019? What? What? Yep. With the... They brought up him and Helen Hunt. Him and Helen Hunt. Oh, yes, yes, yes. So there was a reboot of Mad About You. Wayne, by the way, I have to speak for the trees here. Uh, I, I, I speak for the trees. There is no way that Aliens has the cultural impact that Mad About You had, and it never will because that thing's syndicated forever. So for us, yes. For I'm the going to lean in really close to my camera Uh-oh. and go. You don't think that aliens had a cultural impact compared to Mad About You? Not what I said. Not what I said. Not what I said. So that that fucking cookie cutter comedy Thursday night wonder has 50 times the cultural impact on the general public that aliens could ever have. We know we're like we're niche. We know that. But uh, because you think it appeals to a bigger demographic. Yeah, Paul Reiser is known for Mad About You, not for Aliens. 
I, I, I would say there's a lot of nerds out there that like when they were 13, 14, was like, I got this video. Oh, sorry, I would what? say not to the people I care about. I will say this. Paul Reiser has worked continuously throughout the 90s <gasps> and 2000s. Can I, can I extend my professional apology to Paul Reiser, please? He was in a lot of shit. A lot of shit. A lot of shit. Oh, wow. Oh, Polly. Yeah, and, Actually, and as I said, yeah, yeah, he was I in was like, what, Wayne? Like what? Uh, stuff I haven't fucking heard of, but he's still in it. Um, <laughs> he's working. Yeah, he working. was working. He was paying the bills. He was I in a show work. called oh, Red Oaks. Gotta respect it. TV show. Uh, for three years. Never heard of called, it. Yeah, never heard of it. Um, never the spy, heard of it. The Spy Who Dumped Me, which sounds like a spoof movie. Yeah. Uh, oh, The Spy I've Who Dumped Me. I've heard of that. The Spy Who Dumped Me is got um is fucking. Yes, um, I've heard of that. Yeah, it's got a uh, blah 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 blah. Is that um, Melissa McCarthy? No, no, that no, was it's fine. Kate McKinnon and Mila oh, Kunis. He's okay. in that. So, I mean, look, he does, it, I'm going to have to watch that because I love both of them. Yeah, his IMDb page has got a lot of shit on it there, right? And then the more recent things you have from 2017 to 2022, you have him as, as Dr. Sam Owens, Stranger Things. Um, and also, he's turned up in The Boys as well. Um, yeah. But the thing about his character in Stranger Things is that it uses. And this is the point I was getting around to as that chimpanzee on the Segway eventually yeah. drives back into shot. Um, they he use... appears respectable, but you know that you shouldn't. Isn't that right? So they use the idea of Burke, the character of Burke, and his dialogue and lines that he's famous for uh, when he first arrives in to make you think this guy's untrustworthy. And then it turns out that he is the trustworthy. He is the nice guy is somebody who's going to do the best for the people that are being you know being wrong done by uh the likes of 11 and will and the family and hopper and all of them mm. and even in the later seasons he turned like he that's in season two you see a bit of i can't remember i think you might see him in season three for a bit and then in season four then he's back and oh he's doing so he's been in this all along He's been it since season two. He turns up now. You have to remember that okay. each season is ten episodes long, or between yeah. eight to ten episodes. So, but and all the all the earlier seasons before season four, you're talking forty five minutes to fifty minutes episodes. Season four yeah. is that is the season that got the hour and a half long, yeah, two yes. hour episodes, yeah, yeah. Um, which are big chunky, meaty bits of entertainment. They're brilliant. Mm. Um, <laughs> so name your six. What, one thing you guys might not be aware of, and it's something if you want, but apparently uh, when they were touring for season one and doing um, interviews, uh, the actor that plays Dustin actually said how the show will end. And there's rumor like uh, and like I think I watched the tra I watched the interview once and stopped it as soon as I realized. But um, that's out there. It might not be like but it, it kind of hints towards that they had a, a kind of like ending all along. Uh, or like the guys that did the the Walking Dead comic, your man first thing when your man like started uh, writing and, and and they started doing the art for that is they knew exactly how it was going to end, and uh, I'm hoping that's what they're going to do with Stranger Things. But yeah, there's a apparently an interview when they're like their first couple of interviews, and uh, I think it's Gaten. He kind of says something. Yeah. I don't know if he just said it just to kind of joke with people or. Well, I suppose we'll find out at the end, but I'm not going to hunt for it again until I have watched season five of Stranger Things and it's all said and done. And, know, and, it, and it turns out that uh, the actor that plays Burke is actually the evil necromancer and it was him all along. But, uh, 
<laughs> um, I, I, like I, I did very similar to what Darren did. Myself and Ari went back and yeah. we watched season one right up to up to four, and um, and it is very beautifully put together, as I've said before, and paced mm. beautifully. But they say that there are hints in from the very first season that Vecna has been there all along. Did you pick one up of, on them this time? One of the major ones that you could guess at being... So in season one, when Will gets taken, the very, very first time yeah. he gets taken to the Upside Down, you don't see what takes him. You just see a shadow in the forest. And it has disformed arms. Everyone thought it was a demigorgon. But demigorgons just eat things. They don't, kill, yeah. they don't kidnap them. So the, 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 apparently the... the the plot point is Vecna was the one who brought Will to the Upside Down. Mm-hmm. And Will, the other theory is that Will is actually, would have eventually become one of the test subjects in Hawkins' lab because he is hypersensitive and has the penchant for the abilities that Eleven has. Yeah. And if that is true, what I would love to see in season five, because there is a time jump, because you see that throughout it, as soon as Will is in Hawkins, He's able to sense everything and he's, a, he's very sensitive to the upside down and all the creatures and he knows mm-hmm. where things are. Eleven should train him to use his abilities better. He'd be like their, their radar, another mass reference. Mm, that would he could be, be cool. their radar when st- he'd know when stuff is about to happen. He'd be able to, because he can see it a bit in all of the seasons. But um, I don't know, did, did Jill, did you have a favorite moment like up to season, up to episode 60 of what so far? Because oh, like, there's so many, but did you have a Jill, favorite moment? Is- Text us when you're watching the last few episodes because I want to see it in real time, like your reaction. Because people have been flipping. Have you avoided really? spoilers? No, I've managed to avoid spoilers. Yeah, like um, even like your artwork didn't spoil anything for me. But like uh, the stuff that you put up of um one and uh one and eleven. Yeah, you do a piece. Um, and and that was. That went up a few days ago, so it was before I watched episode six. But even that, I was like, oh, it's not telling me anything, but it's telling me something. Um, <laughs> Wayne works fast. Wayne works very fast. Very good, um, um, inspired any fucking... Well, no, that, that, that piece, for, for anyone that doesn't know, I've been painting kind of little tribute bits to Stranger Things over yeah. the last couple of weeks. And the Eddie Munson one was great too. Brilliant. Yeah. Thank you. Um, Irene requested the, the 11 and 1 piece. Um, she says, I want them facing off in the rainbow room with the, with the rainbows in the background. I'm like, okay, I'll do that. And it, it takes me two days to do a painting, roughly, generally. Yeah. Uh, yeah. But no, uh, it's, I, and I, I didn't want to be posting anything spoilery at yeah. all because I know there's still people out there that haven't seen it. So I don't like putting yeah. that type of stuff up online that'll ruin anything for anyone. So, yeah, yeah. You know? So I, I think for me, I thought you captured the Eddie Munson one, for example, you captured kind of, Eddie's spirit and stuff, but didn't give anything away. You're asking me about a favorite moment. One of my favorite moments was when um, Nancy dressed Robin up so that when they were impersonating <laughs> the fucking girls doing the thesis and trying yeah. to blag their way and to get an in, an interview with um, what's his face, Victor Victor Creel. Victor Creel, thank you. Um, yeah. <laughs> Robin was hilarious but then she like came through in such a phenomenal way yeah her like bazillion words and her verbal diarrhea it was it was quite 
quite awesome. Yeah, that was one of my favorite moments, I have to say. Br- brilliant um, cast. Again, more stunt casting. Uh, there was, like, early on, I could see that there was huge influences from Nightmare on Elm Street in this season. Yeah. yeah. The, ca- the cast, Robert England as that character yes. in a, in a straight away i clocked him straight That's away right. i was like holy fuck is that right? yeah yeah my brother really? didn't i had to kind of tell him and then he was like why is he in it and i was like do you not realize the nod they're given and i'm yeah. like no and it was like yeah. uh, then i told him and he went oh yeah and i was like oh yeah, yeah. yeah. but it was yeah. great yeah apparently he was giving interviews and he accidentally spoiled stuff happens he didn't realize. yeah because it's not that, that this is a big show and i think he, he's a really famous uh, 80s actor but I don't think he's used to the kind of like now you don't tell anyone but yeah apparently he was accidentally spoiling stuff and but he got quickly slapped on the wrist uh, he let him away with it like it's Robert England he's a legend yeah, indeed. Um, yeah that's true you know so I mean it's it's that type of thing so yeah I, 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 Darren did you have any favourite moments um, I'm trying to think this season I think my favourite moments uh, I'll have to keep secret until we've all watched it yeah. but uh, I'll it's such a great show and it's like there's like for certain scenes i i think still that scene with um harrison with the baseball bat against the um the demogorgons uh, sorry gemo dogs back in the day like he's another character season which is two weird, is it uh think see yeah the end of season two because yeah. i know no mm-hmm. yeah because he had the baseball bat and won when he goes in when uh 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 the nancy and uh jonathan are, are kind of like trying to summon the first demigod demogorgon sorry demogod yeah, that's yeah. something they should put in a demogod no um but yeah but this is when he's like you know with the with the dogs and he has to go out to lure them in i always thought that was good because again he was kind of like from stereotypical ladies i thought he was going to be the bully of the piece where you know he's a dickhead to everybody and he eventually like you know turns on them and they defeat him or something but they he was so kind of they, they must have seen something in him and i think his his character has been grown with dustin and i loved it the but yeah. anything with them in it like as a, as a buddy team has been brilliant you know um Dustin and his two dads Steve and Eddie yeah Yeah. Yeah. but there's loads of jokes and loads of memes out out there like you know and like I love it uh, it's brilliant but like again this is why we're talking about the show because usually and it says a lot for The Walking Dead how it it took me like maybe eight seasons before I started remembering characters names whereas now like I I just I I, like from off the bat they off the bat uh they know what they're going with these characters and they were just you know making us enjoy them when they when they get their time on, on on the show and yeah um that that would be my my favorite for now but uh i, I can't mm. wait to talk about this when we've all watched it to see sure i'll probably remember other moments but yeah just, yeah brilliant yeah no no it's it is it's a cracking show and if kim i do i do recommend you go check it out and watch it and right uh, enjoy it it is it is a fun show yes i get what you're saying about the whole like uh, uh the feel of it and the authenticity of the, it's the same it was the know. same with super eight like what the fuck is wrong with me like have you ever noticed that anybody who tries to depict a very kind of niche setting, all they get is abuse? Whereas, like, some white lad from Dublin that's 28 years old writes about the Holocaust and we're all fine with it. But then someone who was kind of kind of in the community writes about it and people go, that wasn't my experience. I'm so intolerant of anything in my life being represented in media, I can't. I can barely watch things with Irish people in them. Like, I'm like, <laughs> but I'm not like that. Like, God, it's it's debilitating. Like, I can't watch normal people. It's never going to happen. It can't happen. I, I can't do it. I don't know what's wrong with me. I can barely listen to Have a one. word with yourself, would you love? I know. It's, <laughs> what? Like, is it, is it, is it, 
is it self-loathing is it like anti-irish fucking oh. like imposed but but anyway enough about that but but if i see like nerds from the 80s and it's not me being oppressed then i'm like that's not what it was like so, <laughs> so, <laughs> so like how do you watch john hughes movies at all it's too they're rich they're super rich they're nothing like yeah. they that's fantasy land that's disneyland i can watch that sure, sure. like like you know well, I mean, you know, if it makes you feel any better, a couple of the kids in in a couple of the kids in Stranger also, Things. Also, they're all fingering each other. So, like, what the fuck? Well, they definitely don't do that in Stranger Things. But um, right, I will say that uh, in Stranger Things, a couple of the families are, are Reaganites. So, you know. But that, yeah. yeah, yeah. I don't know what it was. I I I liked it plenty, and obviously we've got um, David Harbour and Winona Ryder, and so you know, I'm talking obviously at the very beginning, and there's a kid missing, and all I see is good acting. So like, what's my fucking problem? Yeah. I think uh, I think my issue was others were raving and I was lukewarm and there was so much golden age of television happening. Yeah, and mm-hmm. uh, you know she's looking for any excuse not to watch things. Like mm-hmm. I'm way 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 too forgiving of worse shows. Like I really watched four episodes of Falcon and Winter Soldier. Like you don't have time for this bitch. This is terrible. You do not have time for for Captain America's bank loan. You don't. So, like, you know, and then uh, Moon Knight. Just found the name of the episode. Yeah, I watched Moonlight. I I watched Moonlight. I thought Moonlight was great. I watched three episodes. I'm like, I see what you're doing, but I do not have time. But thank you, thank you. So, so hang on a second. Let's circle back here, okay? So, if this is the critique we're getting of Falcon and Winter Soldier and of Moon Knight. Let's go back to the comments you made about, like, you know, Feige's in charge of this and he has a plan and yada, yada, yada. Yeah. So that doesn't track. If- oh, I didn't say, no, he's not, like, Feige's just cause, in Just because he has a plan doesn't mean Kim's on board with every aspect of it. Sure. Yeah. But, you know. <laughs> yeah, there's a certain, but the level of quality I'm getting is absolutely fine. Like, Loki was fine. These are all good shows. They would be great shows if they were released in 1994. Like, Jesus, do you know how much Lois and Clark I watched? Jesus yeah. Christ. And if that came out now, it would be a, it would be a joke. It would be so funny. So, that Ron Perlman Beauty and the Beast show would be the funniest thing that ever happened. And commentary YouTubers would just spend Kim, three months covering Kim, it. There yeah. is a new Superman show. There is, yeah. like there is a new Lois and Clark. Clark. They just changed it in the Superman and Lois. Yeah, now. so they now brilliant. have kids. It's like it's it's actually very good, and it's one of the best versions Hang of on. Superman on screen. Sorry, it's out. Yep. Yeah. Did they not think advertising it to me might be a good idea? See, here's where the is thing. it? So this is where? one of the detriments of streaming services, and also America. Oh, it's not available here. Not available here. So it's oh, available. On it's yeah. It's like it's one of those it's shows that gets a gets a, like a little spot on BBC One on a Thursday night where. Oh. Where we used to watch shows back in the day before we had streaming yeah, yeah. services, right? Yeah. But it's released on the streaming services in on HBO Max, I think it is, is or whatever the CW. It's a CW show, so it's in there with like the uh, the it's Arrowverse. A CW stuff, show. Sorry. But it's 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 actually very well done, and it's one of the best representations of Superman I've ever seen. Wow, who's playing Superman? Um, An unknown. It's is you know, it's, you know, if, if it's if it's not Smallville, I don't care. 
God, I just got an image in my head of Brandon uh, Ruth in um, Scott Pilgrim, and now I want to ring him. He did such a good job. He, he was in world. Supergirl for a bit, the TV show, playing Superman, which was kind of like, really, they're they're letting him yeah. do it? And he was so good yeah. at it, they said, we got to do a, um, a a show with him. And I, uh, I, I, I remember his name because I always make a joke of it, because his name is Tyler Hochlin, but he got, has a really pr- pronounced chin, so I call him Tyler Hochin. Of course, um, of course, um, as he probably got called in school. Yeah, um, I don't know if you, let me just bring up a picture of him here for you. I don't know if you can see this, but that's him. Oh my God, it's like a comic. Yeah, it's funny. But look at the chin, that's a Tyler yeah. Ho chin. Look at the chin. Oh, he's so perfect. Yeah, there's a, there's a picture of him standing beside the, the man that played uh, uh, Clark in Smallville and like, you know, He's so skinny and Clark is buffed, but but I keep on forgetting Superman's not meant to be buffed. He's meant to be normal, but he just has no, super. Uh, no, no, the, yeah, well, no, he can too buffed if you get me. Not like uh, yeah. God, can I remember his name? But he like look, he was really. I'll show you this picture later. Not like was Tom Welling jacked? Was Tom Welling jacked in Smallville? Tom, no, Tom Welling was a teenager. He was meant to. But be he's jacked like, now. Yeah, he wasn't the picture yeah. I seen with with. He was beside the new the new Superman because there was a crossover. In the Harrowverse that I, I just didn't understand. Oh, Jesus, hang on. Jesus, that's perfect. Maybe he's more jacked. In the right. words of Liz Lemon, he looks like a, a 50s astronaut. A cartoon I want to go to there. I want to go to there. Yeah. Guys, podcast group costume. Uh, we got Scott Pilgrim over there. We got Brandon Flowers over there. Okay. And Who Darren can be. Brandon Ruth. Okay, yeah, because the order is wrong. Uh, Wayne as Scott Pilgrim, uh, Jill as Ramona Flowers, me as Brie Larson's character, and uh, Darren as Brandon Ruth in that. Or Chris Evans. Everyone knows that vegan, you get superpowers. And gray hair. I've seen you dress up. You've worn wigs before. Scott Pilgrim's an (laughs) asshole, though. You don't have to... You don't have to treat knives like that. You just have to dress up. Jesus. Okay. Um, I just so think we should just, let's, let's just let's just cosplay sex bomb. Like that's all we need to do. Oh, sex bomb, yeah. Uh, we already have a Kimmy, so you know it's Actually, fun. Kimmy. There you go. <laughs> um, you can see in the corner play uh, Nintendo. It's fine. Yeah. Um, no, I was actually watching. Uh, I was watching Scott Pilgrim earlier on because I think that film. I think it, you it, were. It, yeah, because it's Thank fucking you. perfect. It's yeah, it, it's a perfect comic book. Watched movie. it in years. It is. Per- oh. It's a one of the best adaptations of a comic book ever because it actually mm. is a comic book movie. It's the, a literal comic book in film form. Mm-hmm. It's mm. like I I I'm trying to remember back to the reception it got. I can't really remember because I just didn't remember well, but like, yeah. yeah, like people the normies didn't understand it. Yeah, in tiny pockets, raving in tiny pockets. Like we had sex wheeze as you know um like just it was just we were just in the pocket for that like we really were real and cast. Then, um, real cast yeah it was like yeah but it, it underwhelming at the box office but that's fine i felt it's, terrible for again that's gonna live forever yeah i mean it mm-hmm. was one of those it's one of those like it does have it, it's one of those films that has constant screenings around the world that mm-hmm. edgar wright goes to it was and nice of Kieran ass. Culkin to get himself another nice meaty role in Succession, just to beef up 
Scott Pilgrim's watchability. It was nice of um, uh, everyone to get super famous. Brie Larson and Chris Evans, everyone to just push themselves up. We need Brandon Ruth to come out again. I think it's Routh rhymes with mouth. Routh, Brandon Routh. Yeah. Um, he, right. you know, he needs another role. He is great. He well, was, he was. Uh, he did quite. He's well great in Angels of the Shield. Agents of Shield. Agent, not Agents of Shield. Legends, uh, of, Legends of Tomorrow. The other one. Yeah, he oh, played. No, he played. Uh, he played Ray Palmer in um, in Legends of Tomorrow, in another CW show. So he's like he's done the CW circuit, and he's found, yeah. So he, he, Wait. He, yeah. Oh yeah. Go on. Well, no, he 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 had some bad looking roles because he got a couple of roles that should have done well for him. Obviously, right. Superman, but he did. Came uh, back he, and he did Superman. He did well in the, again in the CW show. He got to return to the Cape and he got to play him again. Um, mm. And then he he was actually Dylan Dog in the Dylan Dog movie. If you don't know who Dylan Dog is, it's a French supernatural um, comic book, and it is beautifully the art in it is just. Um, but it's a fantastic book as well. Uh, I think you can track that English translation of it. But he got there was a film made of it, and he got to play Dylan Dog, but the film tanked. It's kind of oh. like a, it's like another like European Constantine. That's, um, it's a shame. It's a, yeah. it's a shame when they do great work and it's just kind of lost. But it is luck. It's all luck in this game. Wayne, I feel like I have honored the spirit of Boris Johnson. He had his last pr uh, Prime Minister's questions today, and he didn't answer a single one of them. And I feel like I absolutely danced out of that stranglehold you had on me there you had me bang to rights and i'm just like talking about something else but um yeah i feel like um i feel like uh marvel are are spinning off but at any moment he could just pull it all back in if he really wanted to but also i think there's an awareness of the fatigue level that people are at because they managed to make us care so deeply we have compassion fatigue like it was there was big stakes there for a while so let them piss about for a while whereas i think i think star wars and dc are trying to make us care but in a very artificial way there's no there's yeah, no 100 there's no heart to any of it yeah 100 agree on that i think yeah. i mean I, I i couldn't care less about the dc films haven't for the longest time um, yeah. speaking of the D them. no but speaking of the dc films speaking of trust the latest news that came out about the snyder cut Apparently the Snyder Cut hashtag and all that stuff that was like run Release on Twitter. Snyder Cut. Yeah, bots. all that stuff that happened, it turns out to be bots. So it was like, oh, it's so bots started it off and fueled it. And then apparently there was money put behind these bots. And that's what pushed the fever of it. Now, look, I'm not surprised. Like I am literally Jack's lack of surprise here about this entire fucking thing, because we've seen elections in America won that way. So yeah. Get for Zack Snyder to get his movie made that way. I'm not really that surprised. It it was a right. toxic. It was a toxic movement that got yeah. it made. So you know, fuck him. And it yeah. it, it it was still a, still a what a four and a half hour sad one of a movie. <laughs> it, the thing is, like, if you make a beautiful movie and nobody likes it at the time, there's a chance it'll be immortalized. At some point, it'll get discovered at some point. If you do good work, you'll never you'll you'll get rewarded at some point. Somebody will will kind of find it. But they uh, the problem with bots looking for all this is we've met people who have a similar personality to a bot. 
and it's indistinguishable <laughs> at times. We've met people where you're like, okay, did you practice that? Okay. I'm going to talk back now. Oh, you didn't. Oh, you didn't practice for that. So this, okay. Oh, you're running away. Okay. But uh, being yeah. being uh, our our uh, kind of scary society has rendered a lot of people about as interactive as bots, so they're indistinguishable online. Um, just before you, we were talking about what uh, Brandon uh, Rouse was doing before, one of the, I can't believe I forgot uh, forgot this because this what, show who was with, doing before uh, uh, Superman Brandon Rouse. Oh um, yeah. Um, one of the like this also this uh, he made an appearance in the rookie which is uh, Nathan Fillion's current show. He plays a rookie cop that goes into the police force in his, in his fifties. I, it's, I love watching it. It's one of my, uh, like, it's a show I, I always watch when it's out. Uh, but um, uh, um, he makes a uh, Nathan uh, um, route makes an appearance in it for a bit. in I think season three, season four, I'm not going to spoil it, but even just to track down, he plays another cop, but you get to see him at, a, at, 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 at another side to him and acting. And it was really, really good. And um, I, that's why I always I always keep an eye out to see what he's next doing because like he he played a really really nice character uh, you know in um in uh, in DC and you get to see other sides to him in, in the rookie for the for the yeah I think he's in eight episodes and uh, yeah but but um this is why I'm surprised he's not doing more I really am and I, hopefully he will. Yeah. Also, there's a current Nathan Fillion show. Why is nobody advertising this stuff to me? It is. It's. It's on the. It's on TV, but it's badly. It's badly um, promoted. Promoted. Like I right. found it by accident, and uh, I. I've just. I, like unfortunately, I've had to. You know, there's there's internet in them their hills, and that's where I've been going to watch it. Okay. Um. But uh. Yeah. But it's. It's. I. I can see why it's on. It's. It's season five. Yeah, about time wow. season five. But yeah. Get that yeah. bag, sis. <clears throat> Is it propaganda, Darren? It, it's just telling you. It's it's sadly. It's like they they don't. Sorry, they don't seem to for, like. It, one good thing about the show is that when something happens, they don't forget about it like other shows. Oh and right, okay. It's showing you what it's like to to, to be a cop, and it, and it, it it touches on like the certain things that are happening in our world today. Um, without going into it, I, it it's a very good show um i'm sure there's action but there's a lot of like um current events and, and like how the, the the police force are dealing with it also there's the com the, a bit of comedy in it as well which you need but you're also getting to see nathan fillion trying to be uh, a 50 odd someone becoming a rookie and um is nathan fillion good looking on us oh he's an absolute <laughs> right oh <laughs> I think it, I think it was the it was it, it was probably the worst or the best I can't decide it was out of the it's out of the worst of times at the best of times with giving Kim that microphone to actually be able to <laughs> you know. hey as soon as I figure out how to get mine working is you're fucked from this side as yeah. well um, it's kind of weird right if you think yeah. about Nathan Fillion right yeah we all, we all think about and Nathan. we do and yes I am sure <laughs> So the roles we think about Nathan Fillion in are generally his nerdish, sci-fi-ish roles, I guess. Really? Yeah. You know, Captain Mal Reynolds being the main one. Mm -hmm. Sorry. Yeah. It's, it's summertime and there's windows open because it's hot. So there's moths flying into my house. Um, As they do. So, uh, Need moths, what? Yes, I'm allowed to buy moths, why not? Nathan Fillion hasn't done a geeky role in fucking forever. He's just been yeah. doing these... If you do a definitive one, you only have to do That's one. That's it. 
Like yeah. he's he's like he's it's been true. doing these procedural cop shows since forever now. That's it. But yeah. I mean, mm. get that bag, sis. Yeah, but whenever you see bag. him doing anything online, it's kind of like the nerd sphere just kind of flock to him. But like the shows yeah. that he's doing, it's just procedural cop shows. He did he's doing the rookie, and now he's, he did he did Castle before that, which was a bit different. Yeah. And did have its nerd moments in it for the fans, I guess, because it was very yeah. close to when he did the other things. Oh yeah, he, he hasn't. Him, he, him, no, him and Alan, him and Alan Tudyk briefly had con men. They, had con they were man. playing yeah. heightened versions of themselves. Yeah, Alan Tudyk um, does make a cameo or two in um in the rookie. The rookie. Brilliant. That's why I thought it was going to get cancelled because you see his face. Oh yeah, you do. Uh, Don't yeah. worry, but no. The, um, so the kiss, wait, but, the, the kiss of two dicks. Yeah, the kiss of two dicks. Like as soon as the kiss of two dicks comes along, you're fucked. That's it. But um, it's Is that the name of your sex tape too. Yeah, the kiss of two dicks. Anyway, um, can we talk about the boys, please? Yeah, we can if you want. I'm gonna take my headphones out. Okay. You guys can talk. So. So. Oh my fucking god. I really thought we were heading for the end. I really thought that we were heading for like, uh, and, I, and I'm kind of, I'm annoyed there's more and also delighted there's more because that is the most uncompromising, enjoyable, like a big fucking pie TV show. No notes, no notes, <laughs> no notes. Other than Huey's body was a bit too good, but no notes. And um, I gave money to Jeff Bezos and I fucking said I was never going to do that again. And they got me to do it because that's how good the show is. It's so good. Poor Brazil will never be right. He'll never be right again. Really? Yeah, no, he had no preparation for that. The first, the first episode. The first fucking scene. (laughs) Yeah. He was, he'll never be the same again. Never. I don't know what kind of little dirty, depraved bastard I was, but I've seen so much ultra violence that that was just like, <laughs> you blame, you blame that on me. I got, I got a message from Kim saying, because you gave me Ishi the killer all those many years ago, that yeah. ruined me for life. I'm like, we just, just lived in were, the same, we just lived in the same house yeah, and a copy of Ishi the killer happened to be there. Wayne, things would be on audition yeah. would be on and I would be around. So I had my vaccination for that. Like I was ready and, and, and this was my booster, but poor brother, he's never going to be the better of that. But like, that's no good. All that stuff is fine. If you have nothing else, like if you have no, if if it's just spectacle after spectacle, that's, you're going to run out of spectacles and it's very hard to come back from. I I don't think they've run out of spectacles in your house, Kim. (laughs) But I will like, like it's way it's so melodramatic and it's so earned the stakes are that high because they're that high like everyone's up to 90 because this is what the stakes are this homelander holy god i've never seen like i have a problem with people being recognized for most acting like people in the best acting category end up being the people doing the most acting like, Oh, I'm yelling at a woman for 20 minutes. So I'm going to get a actor. I'm going to get a nomination or, you know, like I'm very, uh, I, I, you know, the nuances are what get me. I love an L nuance for myself. 
But Jesus Christ. Oh, the way he flips his expressions. And I, I mean, I'm expressive, but holy God, lads, that's. Did he get nominated for an Emmy? I, I don't know, because I don't really give a shit about that stuff. And I never watched it. I never yeah. looked at the nominations. Let me just have me look. Because it doesn't, it doesn't matter, because if he didn't, then it means it's absolutely worthless. Because holy fucking God, he's in nearly every scene. And that's yeah. what he's doing. And, and I care about everybody. I care about everybody in it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And every season that comes on, I'm like, well, how are they going to follow this? And then, oh, I'm not, as a parent, the idea of this child getting raised by this thing. Yeah. Is yeah, that was kind of, whoa. Um, painful. That's all I have to say. What I have to say is, dear God, oh, my God. Jesus Christ, all of the all of the cultural uh, deities that we have in this country. Uh, I I could dust, not believe dust in the turkey. Um, that there was no yet yeah, there was um, panty bliss. I can't believe there was nothing to say. You're like, yes, carry on. Yes. Very good. Off you go. <laughs> um, oh, I'm looking here on. through the I'm looking here through the nominations and he is not listed. Oh, uh, he is not listed. I don't, oh. see the boys, I don't see the boys listed for anything. It's literally succession, succession, Ted Lasso, succession, succession. Uh, Barry, yeah, all the boys against Barry, each other. I get that. I yeah, get that. All that type of shit. Um, I, I oh. think, yeah. So, excuse yeah. your mouth. Excuse your mouth. What? Great show, but I presume the fact that it's. Oh, no, on, no, it's uh, not. It's yeah. not. It's like these are like these are the. The obvious choices for these type of things, you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. Like, I'm not surprised Succession is listed there throughout the yeah. entirety of it, but I'm like, it oh, is. Yeah, there's only so many places. But Anthony, Anthony, start. I've never been so genuinely scared of somebody. Um, have you? I know, I I know it's a TV show, but I was genuinely uterinely scared of him. There's no, there's no Superman equivalent to Homelander. It's pretty much as if Superman has like gone nuts. So you know, no one's. That's why he's so scary. No one can, can stop him. And then um, you're like, Soldier Boy comes along, and you're like, oh shit, <laughs> oh, oh it then, gets uh, worse. Another twisted version of Captain uh, America. Captain America that, yeah. Like half the stuff are lies that this guy is. Yeah, it, it 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 that he hasn't done half the things he says, but he believes that he ha- he's done it. Well, it's dangerous, and then you find given, out all the bullying and everything. And given the education system in the states and the UK about what has happened in the course of their history, this is the Captain America they deserve, you know. Yeah. But but uh, Jensen Ackles, like I'd say, there was some little, I say there were people kind of traumatizing him doing that, but uh, like, uh, no notes. Perfect. And to find out that Jack Quaid was really funny in real life. Yeah. Um, it's like it, it, the funny thing is, is like the thing about the, the boys, the showrunner, Eric Kripke, is the same guy who created the show Supernatural, which gave Jensen Ackles his yeah. platform. Yeah. So for it to end the way it did this season, I was not in any way surprised because it's an Eric Kripke show. Oh, That's yeah. the way his seasons of Supernatural would end. They'd, they'd have this big, 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 big build up to a finale. There would be a finale. Yeah, people would be hanging on the but, end. But yeah. there'd be like, there'd be a finale. Stuff would happen. You go, right, that's resolved. But it's like, what the fuck are we going to do? And that's, you could see the next season seeds being planted 
mm-hmm. very yeah. quickly in the finale. You have to do that. If you're going to cliffhanger, if you absolutely drop off the cliff, it's annoying because there's no closure on the thing you just watched. Yeah. But if it's too, if it's too, so you're kind of being teased of, of what elements are going to be included is very important. Like when when Newman was talking to talking to um, Huey at the end of the last season, I was like, <gasps> fuck. And like, that's, that's so good. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I didn't see any of that coming. There's no way Stan Edgar is just going to nicely retreat into a prison cell. He 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 was also terrifying. But um just just Bulabus. Also, uh Huey, that's my that's my aestheticness. Straight pole. up and down pole. Yeah. I mean, like I mean a lot of the, a lot of the ladies out there, they're probably just Tossing a coin up between Homelander and uh, Butcher, or Mother Mother's Milk is like again, like it's all it's a, it's a yeah, show. Mother, very, mother's yeah, Mother's like yeah, but Frenchie as well. Frenchie's Frenchie's the sensitive type, but um, like it's 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 for 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 like the, for the people to be watching it with their tongues hanging out in that regard. There's a, a smorgasbord of attractive people in this show. Yeah, um, yeah. but um, it's all but Butcher right. Butcher's out for me because. Uh, I need to. I need, I said no notes. It appears she's come up with two notes. Whoever's tinting Butcher's facial hair, fucking stop about seven minutes earlier. Just just about six to seven minutes earlier. Just wash it out. Uh, secondly, Maeve's wig. What are we doing? It looks like it looks like um. It looks like uh, oh my god! I forget, <laughs> Alison. Chani's character CJ looks like CJ's CJ. season five season six wig like like we can't can't do better than that like she was giving me full-on wig dar for like some of the seasons and it's, <laughs> but, but, or some of the episodes but it's so important like it's so important that uh, also is the um starlight like there should be nothing in that character that I can understand you know, given her background and given what she's doing, but her fucking grit and her resolve, and she's only weak. Yeah. yeah. The, the, the whole thing about the boys, the comic book, it's it like, and, and they've managed to do it with the show, but in a different way. It, it, the comic book was a, it was a product of its time when it was written and when it was published. Yeah. Uh, and it was showing America in sharp relief, like holding up the mirror to that world and going, here, you're in bits, go on, or just have out. And and I think it's it reminds me of the Garth Marenghi quote of like I know writers who use subtext they're fucking cowards, cowards. Like, <laughs> like that that's what that's what the boys is to me yeah. it's like there it's literally like you know the whole thing about like they even aped on one of the fucking that waste of skin family the Cardassians they aped on one of their. Oh, when they did Pendle's ad. ad. Oh, like, I the, died. Was, I was laughing so yeah, hard. Like it's it's not subtle. Like this is Sledgehammer TV. It's it's like it's a brick in a cop's face situation. Yeah. That's what it is. And it, it doesn't apologize for it. And if you don't know that going in, you're not gonna have a good time. Um one thing I will say is you can tell it was a COVID shoot because of how sparse the crowds were in the crowd scenes because i know they had the money to jam them together but i know they weren't allowed Mm. so i think that that was unfortunate especially at the rallies 
near yeah. the end. The finale, what? with the, the, literally the one of the last scenes with Homelander, um, yeah. when he lasers yeah. that guy, and then this, everyone cheers him, and he's like, "Fuck, okay, like, oh, all bets are off." Worse. Wasn't so everybody? Worse. Wasn't everybody? Was the prick. Yeah. But now Homelander t- knows he can get away with everything he does, and people are going to back him. So it's just like, oh. I mean, it's. Did anyone else, when when they put the disclaimer on for episode six, watch it and kind of go, what was the disclaimer? And then realize they have watched too much. uh, (laughs) Because I was there watching it going to go, why? Why was there a disclaimer? There was no. And then I was like, it was just all flaming dicks and stuff. And and, like three heads episode, uh, three heads explode every episode. Yeah. At minimum. And it's, it's proper sloppy, visceral. None of this CGI nonsense. Like, I love that they actually, in the Herogasm episode, they said they ran out of fake jizz. Because they obviously shot that scene, Butcher, over and over again. Or, sorry, with MM. M-M. And, uh, like, oh, they obviously had to do a few takes. So, like, they ran out of fake jizz. You're like, I appreciate you generating fake jizz. Thank you. Yeah. Thank you. For I, I, think, I think as well, I mean, it does speak to the American sensitivity about certain things on screen, the violence, if that was just a pure violent head popping episode, there wouldn't have been a disclaimer beforehand. It was the fact that there was loads of dudes hanging dong and flaming dong and telescopic dong and all this type of stuff. I, that's, that's the reason why we got that disclaimer. Yeah. It wasn't for anything else. More people can I, see Legend of the Overfiend and they wouldn't have to put yeah. <laughs> Can I tell you my favourite my favorite flavor of Americana. I was in my cousin's house and Schindler's List was on in the afternoon and her children were watching it. They were like, now they were big enough. They were like 10 and 12 or whatever. They were allowed to watch the inmates getting shot in the head from the sentry tower. But once their emaciated bodies were naked, they had to cover their eyes. So, like, starving people's uh, breasts were more offensive than murder. And yeah. uh, yeehaw, thank God I'm an American. Uh, uh, yeah, and cut to that. Oh, what? Oh, wait. The intro music should be <laughs> from Team America World Police. What would you do if you could tell all your life for freedom? <laughs> yeah, freedom costs a buck oh five is what I'm saying. Anyway, yeah, yeah the, the fact that they weren't allowed to watch, you know, like they were not sexy boobs. They were just naked people degraded. And they're like, nope, too rude. Only yeah. murder for you. Yeah. But that's it, like, you know, and it's, it's yeah, we all know the state America's in. I mean, and the boys is a pastiche of that, 100%. Um, and it, it, it has is that irritating. Feel it is irritating that that theme from, like, when did it come out, the 90s? It's a shame that the message is still valid. Well, yeah, I mean, look, because, like, it's not as if they'd learn. Like, it's, it, like, I... It's it's frustrating to watch it because you think a lesson would have been learned somewhere. But as they say, when everyone accepted Columbine as being a thing, all bets were off. Too soon to talk about that. 
Stuart, you mm. didn't talk about that. Lots Don't make a political win. But one Lots of the of things we've learned in this country, we have atrocious shit happening here constantly. Oh, yeah. And what has to happen is sunlight is a great disinfectant. It has the wounds have to be opened. Every everyone has to come out and talk about this horrendous shit that happened. And it is raw and it's horrible and it's disgusting and nobody wants to hear it. But until it's out, it cannot get dealt with. And people have to air their dirty laundry in order to launder it. <laughs> but uh, yeah, you have to face it. If you're not going to yeah. face it, it's going to just fester. Uh, but uh, the boys, 10 out of 10, no notes. Well, like, the thing about it is as well, entertainment for for the decades has been that. So like the boys is probably the most in-your-face kind of look Literally. at this shit. This is what's happening. And this, yeah, like this is our commentary on weirdness and the obscenities and the, the just the out-and-out outrageous situation that the country is in. Yeah. Like in the eighties, it was a bit more subtle. They put it into zombie films, you know. In the seventies and eighties, it was zombie movies and horror movies that were able to make those commentaries because only the, the, basically there was the small niche people that went to see those films. And nowadays, it's like it literally has to be that in your face to even, you know, measure on any kind of Richter scale of what the fuck, you know. People that found out Homelander was a bad guy in season three. Yeah, which is just like they thought he was meant to be the hero. Like he was the he was doing the good thing, and Butcher was the bad guy. Now, don't get me wrong, Butcher's a bad Imagine. guy, but yeah. Yeah, like you know, you're meant to be yeah. siding with with Huey, so and you're meant to be you... siding with you know Starlight. Um yeah. and then you have you have um, you know. My candidate for Tommy Irish Flynn when they make Half Past Danger the movie, the Deep, um, who is like, oh young, what a mess! Oh he's such a mess. The Deep as a love character your sheep is pets. You just don't yeah, love yeah, like he is he's the tort like Homelander has to have somebody to torture every season, and the Deep is that torture victim this season, like forcing him to eat a squid. Him, I'm just seeing your head from is the, squid. From your, you're, you're, I'm just seeing you oh. like this. Yeah, like yeah. his squid. His squid. Alive, yeah, alive, and heard he the literally had, side was yeah. just fucked up. Yeah, yeah, he didn't nope. have to do that, man. He was completely tortured and messed up by the end of it, but still was hanging on to that loyalty yeah. because he wanted that bit of the pie. So yeah. that's that speaks to it. It speaks to the Ted Cruz's of the world, like you know. A train uh, fucking killed. A train. A train killed me. You're just like at any moment you could do something. Yeah. At any moment, you could do something, but you know you don't want to rock the boat. And then in Herogasm, when he does, yeah. it's like it's if and like that. A Herogasm is, and here's the thing: like I can't imagine, like I can understand why the boys isn't nominated for Emmys because can you can imagine Herogasm, showing a clip from it? Yeah, like Herogasm getting the getting the nod for special effects. In, in the show, like, like you know what I mean? Yeah, drag through the streets and what? Yeah. amazing, yeah. amazing. So yeah, I I th I think the boys has has hit it out of the park, uh, fantastically this season, and it can and hopefully they can continue it into season four, without yeah. falling off a cliff. Yeah, it was like 
you could actually release the master class in gaslighting that Ashley did when a train woke up and he goes and she goes, so this is what happened uh, to blue Falcon or something or blue Hawk. Yeah. Blue yeah. Hawk. Blue Hawk. Blue Hawk. So what happened with blue Hawk? Here's what happened. And he has, you know, 15 milliseconds to decide whether he's on board and whether he wants to stay on the side, his bread is buttered. And you're just, every moment i thought he might do something good and lads just we're not gonna like we don't need to say anything because we didn't have to we were handed gently on a beautiful platter uh black noir story that was yeah. like that's what i said like about the bullying and you got to see it, like and seeing how much of a tool soldier oh boy is God, yeah. and then seeing what happened and why he wears the mask to what happened inside and see, <laughs> seeing all those cute cartoons that only he can see but then realizing oh, how damaged weird. he is was just like it yeah. took a couple of seconds i was just oh um and then for and this goes back to homelander and how fucked up he is like black noir well i thought was loyal up to, like he was loyal up to the fact that he didn't tell you know about soldier boy but he would have done anything for homelander and homelander was like nope and hand right through his chest and killed him dead and then you were just like okay. into his guts, like oh. yeah, just it doesn't oh, care, doesn't care anything about. But he like he's maybe. such he's such a stone and a rock and an alien and impermeable, and then he cracks and then he wants love and then he wants adoration and he, and he's just fucked between each thing every three minutes and we can't settle. We don't know which thing he wants in the scene that we're watching mm-hmm. and. Uh, how very dare they do that to me and also Boulevard's amazing. Also, yeah. the animation of um Black Noir's hallucinations was still better than the animation in Minions Rise of Gru. <laughs> oh god, this is locked in. Oh. Shocking Wayne. Fucking amazing. shocking. Shocking. Look, the Minions the Minions franchise is literally just DreamWorks every couple of years printing some extra money for themselves. Mm-hmm. That's and what Secret it does. Life of Pets. Secret Life of Pets is better, but uh, yeah, like yeah. like no, Minions is like movie was a was a silent movie. Like it was fun. It was it yeah, was, it, was it, had, it had it had that Marcel Marceau kind of you know love to it, like you know. But uh, no, nah, look, Minions has become that franchise where they just churn one out every year or two and stick it out when the kids are on holidays. And but that's it, it takes so long to make animated movies. Not I and I, I I'm I don't oh, actually get overly, maybe not one that looks like that. Not one that looks like that, and not one that they have a pre-built universe ready to go. Like they're not building it from scratch. This isn't like a, a off-the-ground production. You know what I mean? It's not a new film that's been made from a one like a brand new from scratch. They have all that pre-built. Like you know, it's like they're just going back to the old Lego set right. they had three years ago and rebuilding the firehouse again. That type of a situation. And from the sounds of no, I haven't seen it. I don't plan to see it anytime soon. But from what you're saying, it's like it's co- cookie cutter type of a situation. They just plop them in. Artless, and they, ironically. Yeah, and we could probably get Jill back at this point, wherever she's vanished yeah. off to, to. To you know, to, Jill is the I'll text her. I'll text her. Um, but there was there was I don't know where I saw this debate. I don't know where I heard this or saw it or it was the conversation of. Getting a known actor to voice a cartoon or a video game than getting a voice actor to play yeah. a role. 
Like the so, voice actor could do four roles for you, but Renee Zellweger can only do that one and barely. So yeah. why are you doing this? Why are you? I'm sorry. I love Lucy Lawless, but why is Lucy Lawless a voice actor? But I, yeah. I honestly think Shark Tale did this. Shark Tale started all this. I blame it's, Shark Tale for a lot of things. And that's one of them. I'll tell Scott you Ackerman's what, I, career stalling as a writer in Hollywood and um, the first cracks appearing in Will Smith's resume. Uh, oh, oh, Martin Scorsese not liking things. That's the voice chat over and done with. Jill is back with us. And um, there's there's other stuff that's happened, like Strange New, Strange New Worlds, the the latest track show, um, finished its 10-episode run. Um, and Fantastic. Went, down, went down in history as the mm. first Trek series have a really solid first season. That's good to hear. No other wow. Trek show. It's a thing. It's a yeah, thing. Yeah, it is. It's a thing. Yeah, we touched I mean, on, I think, last time. Unless you don't count the original series, um, mm. which is like, as soon as that landed, it was a thing. But all of season one of Next Generation, DS9, Voyager, Enterprise, um, fucking Discovery, Card, they've all had weak enough first seasons with pockets of excellence. You know, smattered in between. But Strange New Worlds, without a shadow of a doubt for me personally, anyway, as a Trek fan, 10 episodes of pure excellence. Now, maybe that's it. It's 10 episodes compared to 22 episodes of Next Generation. Yeah. You know mm. what I mean? It's, it's that type of thing. But it's still 10 brilliantly written, acted, and paced episodes of Star Trek. Which is. Well, Disco and Picard have the same number of episodes. Like of the modern shows, and they didn't hit the ground running with their first I, I, uh, seasons in the way that uh, Strange New Worlds has. They're just it's so good. Would it be because people already knew what they were getting into because of pretty much season two of Disco is you know kind of a prequel to this? So that's probably why because they got to see how cool he was at he is was he is as Pike. So could now, have still flopped with the wrong writers, though. Yeah. Or could have still taken its time to find its groove. I, well, maybe, I, like, shows don't have that time now because there's so much money behind them. I was worried that it was going to, you know, as we were watching them week after week, that all I need is, like, you know, a bad ending or, like, two bad bad, bad episodes, you know. But, um, no, kept on getting better and better. Yeah. Um, more memorable moments, which seems to be a thing that you, especially when you binge watch them, but I suppose... <laughs> why it was good to see this each week but even when you see something each week the stories can be so boring that you well for me anyway that i just don't remember them next week because it was just like meh same old same old whereas a lot of these were like there was key moments where you're like oh yeah like still remembering so i think it's been brilliant um i can't wait for season two yeah because the like season one itself built on all of the characters everyone got their moment to shine which is something that the the other newer trek shows failed at doing Discovery especially. Mm. Discovery failed at it because like it got to season three and they expected us to care about these characters that they hadn't named yet. Like the bridge crew on Discovery didn't get fleshed out until the third season of the show. Because they'd spent the second season replacing them with characters like Anson Mount as Pike and uh, and, and, and Rebecca uh, uh, Romjan as Una as number one. And then, you know, Ethan Ethan um, Heck, as Spock didn't really get to be Spock in the season he was in Discovery because he was pretty much comatose for the entire fucking thing. Um, so we didn't really get to see his version of Spock until this show. And he was fantastic as him. 
So I think Strange New Worlds succeeded where the other shows failed because the writers knew what they had to do in order to make it a successful Trek show. Actually make it a Trek show. Make it episodic. Make it about the crew. Make it about the journey through space. And not about the emotions. Not about you know, the, the trauma that the character goes through in their life. And making the trauma the central character. Like, yes, there's trauma to Pike, but it's not what he's about. He overcomes it very early on, accepts it, and then it's the adventure and his life and what he's going to do with what he, the time he has and who he's going to help with the time he has. He becomes a more hopeful character, even though he already knows his ending. Whereas the likes of Michael Burnham is just all dour and po-faced and not Trek. Trek... Is not a is not meant to be po faced. It's meant to be about the discovery. It's meant to be about the hope that these characters find as they explore the galaxy. Next generation encapsulated that heavily. Yes, DS Nine was a bit more grounded, but it still had that hope embedded in it. Discovery was just shitty situation after shitty situation. It was trying to be too many other shows. It was trying to be Battlestar Galactica. It was trying to be The Expanse. It was trying to be all of these shows that, while they may have taken cues from Star Trek, they made other things their own, and then they were trying to rediscover Trek by using other shows. It, was, it made no sense. So for me, that was what Strange New Worlds is. It was a return to form. And I gave a shit about the characters. Yeah. I gave about every single one of them. You know, even the, the red shirts that eventually died, you actually gave a shit. So, yeah. If, again, if that's the I, I always thought in Discovery maybe and now 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 thinking back on it, I always thought season one the reason we didn't get to know the crew was because like because it was foreshadowing the captain. The crew aren't we're not finding out about the crew or they're not talking. Why aren't they? And it's because obviously the captain was you know like it uh, wasn't the captain. He was from the other universe and he was evil. But no, that's just it was just bad writing. Um, uh, whereas in this straight off the bat, the captain loves being in the Federation. He loves his job. He wants to go out there and spread the ideas of the Federation, meet new people, you know, strange new worlds, so to speak. And you get to see all the other crew. And like each crew has memorable moments that you want to see evolve. Like um, the, the the doc about his daughter and how like, you know, he's, well, we've already said we're heavily spoiling it, but how like his, his personal transporter is holding his daughter because she's, she's ill and she's dying. And, and like the longer he keeps in there, the better chance she has of maybe like, you know, um, finding a cure for it. And I was like, that just built so much on that character. Um, the, the Andorian, uh, uh, which now I'm about to say it, I should have clicked considering Scotty gets that kind yeah. of like, uh, becomes yeah. that like, I sh- but it was like, yeah, but I, I love that. I, I think there should be more uh, Andorian's crew. But Hammer, him being like, uh, you know, like blind, but still like has all the sense. It's that bit where he gets all his crew to have dinner. Like, you yeah. know, like, and he cuts it. He does none of this replicating shit. And there he's, he, that's how you first meet him. He, he's chopping stuff and all that. But like, he was my, he, he was the one I drew to. I, 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 cause I, I, I think uh, again, back to, I, there should be more Andorians. And then, Again, like certain, you 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 put your your emotions into these characters, and then when something happens to them, uh, be it like something small or something major, you're like, oh my god. Um, but like, yeah, it's like all the crew were were, were so enjoyable. But as I said, for me, like it was even um, uh, Nurse Chapel, which actually took me a couple of, I didn't click with me until like a couple of episodes. Nurse Chapel from original uh, original track. Yeah. 
and it was so cool to see her as a as a not, not a third dimension sorry not not a character just in the background like you know like she 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 was you know it was it was cool to see her interactions with spock the underline that is hang on i think she's falling for spock uh-oh like as i said like you got none of that in discovery like i, I again I still can't remember certain characters' names from Discovery. I don't know if I ever will. Whereas off the bat, like again, um, I, like I, I could go on about all the different characters, but like, oh, it's, it's great season one. Can't wait for season two. Like, um, I don't know if you guys, I don't know if you guys have like favorite episodes, but I will say, well, the I've got three, and and this is what I mean about like you can have good shows, like sorry, like one for me. A show that's serious has to have a little level of humor in it, like just to kind of, just to show mm-hmm. that, well, to trick you into the real, because usually at the bad moments, there's just good moments as well. I mean, uh, but um, the bit, like one of my, fa- one of the, the third favorite was the one where, um, which I didn't think we'd see, whereas Spock, he does a mind meld with his wife to be, and something goes wrong, yeah. and they're trapped inside each other's bodies. And you got to see the two actors acting that. And you got to see a side of like Spock that you you, you, well, you wouldn't see. And then the other the other two episodes, which are kind of back to back, is the Gorn, especially the first episode, because mm. uh, yes, like that's that was an, a nod to to um, Wrath of Khan, because they don't meet the, the Gorn; they only fight it ship to ship. And then the other season when they come when they go go to the distress call, and it's pretty much a nod to to Alien, uh, where there's there's a couple of Gorn in. Well, there's one Gorn, and then you find out there's more inside the ship. And then hammer down, as I like to call that episode, because of what happens. But um, yeah, it's, yeah. it's got, like getting on the mo- getting to see the monsters as well, and like what they look like. They they will always be for season one anyway. Like my, my three favorite like uh, episodes so far. Um, can't wait to see more. Can't wait to see what they do. They do build well on what has come before because the danger of doing a prequel series is that you kind of feel that you're retreading ground, and they do retread ground in this. They do go back over classic ideas and classic stories even particularly in the finale which is a fantastic juxtaposition of a classic original series episode balance of terror um it's pretty much the same episode but played wise person once described it as the monsters university problem (laughs) sorry i couldn't yeah very much so yeah every sperm is sacred um (laughs) so like it, it, it there is and this is one of the reasons why I don't like prequels because there is an element of you know how it's all going to turn out but I think they played it really well in Strange New Worlds who's think, writing it Wayne oh um, I want to say Alex Kurtzman is one of the writers on it um, I can't remember the other writers on it but I think Kurtzman is one of the main people involved right um, the thing about it is as to what they've done and it's very clever is that yes like like Darren said, we know that certain characters are going to come along in the, in the history of the Enterprise and take over roles that are being filled by characters that we've never met before. But we do have familiar characters like Spock, Nurse Chapel, Uhura is in it as well. Oh, okay. Yeah. Oh! Um, right? They, we get to see... She's phenomenal. Uhura. Fantastic. She's Absolutely fantastic. Yeah. Uh, beautifully cast. This, but where is it showing? Is it Paramount Plus? Yes. Paramount Plus, Paramount yeah. Plus, unfortunately. Do you... Uh, if you want, Kim, I can give you my sign-in. Kim. Kim, you know the way you're staying in my house on Friday. Bring a stick, oh, yeah. bitch. Oh, yeah. Are we going to do the thing where we go tentacle to tentacle and transfer information? Yep. Awesome. I think. Yeah. I'm going to go and put that USB stick in my bag tonight. Because <laughs> they're such a ma. Such a ma. 
Um, and you'll remind me on Friday, and I'll go. I will. Yeah. Uh, there, it, it's it, like there's there's characters in it that you know are going to come along, and like Nurse Chapel being mm. one of the ones, the mainstays, that she's there all the way through the original series, played by Marjorie Barrett, who also played number one in the pilot episode, who is now being played by somebody else. So like Marjorie Barrett had multiple roles throughout the track. History. Oh, um, so the thing about the way I think the way they've done it, and I, I, particularly about the finale, so the finale for me was top tier Trek, the way it was done. Um, Kim, and this is because I'm like the three of us have seen it, so just I'm going to use Kim. You're going to be like the the litmus yeah, paper, sounding the, board. The, the, yeah, the sounding board is the yeah. That's the phrase I'm looking for. Sounding board. So in the original series, there was an episode called Balance of Terror where Kirk and the Enterprise come up against the Romulans for the first time. Now, in the original right. series, nobody had seen the Romulans for about 50... They'd been at war with the Romulans, but nobody had ever seen one, right? They'd never seen them. Um, and it was just constant ship-to-ship battles or at a distance or whatever. And is this, it's kind of like an old U-boat captain battle. And it, it actually came back again in Wrath of Khan. They used it for the finale of Wrath of Khan, where... There's these two ships with no sensors going through space and they have to kind of take pot shots at each other and outwit each other. The captains have to outwit each other. That was the original series episode with Kirk in the role and how Kirk played it out with his bravado and how he beat the Romulans. And then there was the whole story of the fact that the Romulans are actually offshoots of the Vulcans and they look similar and they get to see a Romulan for the first time ever and ridges. all of a sudden yeah. they have slight ridges on their head and they still have the pointy ears but they look like Vulcans. And there was the underlying bigotry that Spock was afflicted to by crew members Mm -hmm. in the original episode. In the original episode, he got that and he was like, it just looked like you. What the fuck? And and like there was a moment in the original episode where camera zooms in on Leonard Nimoy's face and he does the whole eyebrow raise. And he's like, you can see it. He just does that head tilt and the eyebrow raise uh, when Spock is like caught off guard. And... Then you look at the Strange New Worlds episode where, so the whole idea behind Pike is Pike knows that he's going to be turned into a basically a vegetable in the near future. He has like six years down the line. He's going to be in an accident and he's wheelchair bound. He's scarred beyond belief. He can't speak. He knows this. He knows this is going to happen. He found found out in in a Discovery episode that by some Klingon time monks told him that this is what's going to happen to you. So he knows where that like such a ridiculous Isn't sentence. Hang on, time monks told <laughs> yeah. him this. Yeah. It's Hashtag time heist. Yeah. Ig- ignore that bit, Kim, right? Yeah, go back to the go back yeah. to, go back to the Strange so Worlds plot. He he knows what his his eventual fate is gonna be. And in the original series, we see this. We we knew this was going to happen anyway. In the original series, we saw what happens to Pike. We know okay. that he ends up going to a place where they give him this reality where he gets to live out his life in harmony but pike in this series doesn't know that he knows that shit's going to happen to him it's going to be horrible and but he's dealing with that and he's moving through it and he's like i'm just going to live my life i know what my end is so i'm going to live the best life i can until i get to that point yeah so what happens is there's a time paradox happens like it always happens in trek and a version of pike from the future comes back to tell him you need to handle this situation because if you don't, this is going to happen. And he fast forwards Pike. I think it's four years or five, four to six years into the future. Okay. Yeah. When he should should not be the captain of the Enterprise. But he is. And it's the situation that happens in the episode of Balance of Terror. That Kirk right. is meant to do. 
yeah. and win. And the whole point of it is, is that Pike is meant to accept his fate and go, look, you, you are not meant to be here. If you are yeah. here, this is going to end badly. Kirk has to be the one who deals with this. That's, mm. the, whole, that's the whole story behind it. But we get right. to meet, we get to meet Kirk. So they bring Kirk into this. They get another actor. They've recast Kirk. Um, I don't know the, the actor's name. It, it, he was good. He was good as Kirk. Yeah. He, like yeah. he was. He, he was. For what he got to do in the episode, he was a good Kirk. He was different because this is an mm-hmm. alternate Mooney's time. He's too tall. He can't do it. <laughs> is it. This is an alternate. Mooney would want to play Bones anyway. He wouldn't want to be Kirk. So, ah! yeah. Um, so, uh, don't make him a casting agent. So, um, this Kirk, he, he is now the captain of the Farragut, not the Enterprise, and he helps Pike with this situation. Pike is a pacifist, but the best part of it, he kind of is. He would rather be right. diplomatic about things. He's kind of similar to Picard in that way. He would rather talk about it and talk his way out of situations than pull the trigger. Whereas Kirk is yeah. a cowboy. Kirk will pull the trigger. All right, but don't, isn't Starfleet a kind of talky kind of situation? Right? Starfleet in Next Generation is. Starfleet in the original yeah. series timeline is not. Because remember, they had to come up against the Klingons and the Romulans for the first couple of times in that timeline. Whereas when we get to yeah. Next Generation, everyone is reading Ulysses and, you know, they're all about, you know, playing the, playing the flute and playing the saxophone and, you know, riding aliens and stuff. That's yeah. the different type of timeline. But, Put your legs over chairs. Yeah, Sexy exactly. mishaps. Yeah. Mm. So it's, that's what the beauty of this episode is. It's a what-if kind of episode that plays out beautifully and has acted fantastically. And they do that scene that I talked about where it zooms in on Spock when they see Romulans for the first time and Ethan Peck got to do that face. And it, it, was, it was beautiful. It was perfect. It was, it yeah. was, it it was, was pitch perfect. It was lovely. It was the opposite to what would you prefer, yellow spandex. It was like yeah. a reward to you but something that I wouldn't have noticed but would have just enjoyed as part of the normal episode. Yeah, absolutely, yeah. But that's what you want. Because I am... You want your nods. You want them crafted. I haven't watched the whole of the original series, so, like, that moment, that specific moment that you described from the original, I wouldn't have seen before. But it was just so perfect for that episode. Right. The way it played that's out, I was amazing. like... And then to find out afterwards, it's an actual nod to a scene makes that's it even nice. more kind of special that's how you do prequels yeah yeah, yeah. see a different captain in the chair like i it was a great idea for time travel like um great to see like you know what how how like you know kirk uh, sorry pike you would have done this whereas kirk wouldn't it was that was great you know yeah and like then the the lead into the second season is all about eugenics which is a huge part of trek history yeah and yeah. they even have Initially, this was one of my reservations about this, this show was when it came out that they were going to have an offshoot of Khan, Nooney and Singh as the security chief on the Enterprise. Like one of his descendants. And yet in the timeline, it, it wasn't really known until the lads found the Botany Bay floating through space in the original series and unearthed Khan. But they did it really well and they did it in a way that kind of subverts the the plot and subverts the history of of the show mm-hmm. and what the future timeline would be in the show that we're currently watching. It's it's very smart. It's very well written. It's very well acted. Anson Mount has gone is quickly gone down in history as being one of the best captains in Trek. Yeah, wow. And, and his pompadour hairdo gets bigger in every episode. Yeah, like I feel so bad. Bring back for the beard. 
of the actors who are, are poorly served by the writing. Oh, my lovely uh, Mrs. Colombo. Anyway, um, yeah, <laughs> raving. This is a long episode, Wayne, is it? It isn't, actually. It's it's, it's just over two hours. I'm going to be editing it about 20 minutes, so. Feeling our oats. Yeah. <laughs> um, there is one thing, and we've kind of dodged around it throughout the entire episode. It's the one thing oh. that's got me tripping. What is it, Wayne? And we've we kind of hinted at it. We've hinted at its predecessor as well. So... I don't know if you've seen it. It only dropped this evening. Before we recorded about three hours ago. Three, about two hours before we started to record. The trailer for the new Game of Thrones TV series dropped. And so, oh, the full trailer? Can I full get you without me? Because I'm so utterly bored by me right now. But can I get quick fire responses to a, a proper discussion of this? A quick fire response to the Lord of the Rings TV show and uh, uh, the monstrous trailer. <laughs> oh, yes. ah, I can yeah. quickly say the monstrous I think, trailer. I think, I think Darren, Darren has summed it up for Rob, Rob Zombie. And I love real shit. Rob Zombie should just stick to music. And I've he already needs said to stop. that. He He's needs already to ruined stop. Halloween for me. Although we've got, we've got it back. Stop your misses and things. Clint yeah. learned this lesson. Fucking Kevin Smith needs to learn this lesson. Stop putting your misses in things. It will not serve them. Leave them alone. And the tra- the, the, the latest trait, like I was kind of like, all right, no, okay, right, maybe, maybe TV shows, maybe, okay, I'll give them a little bit of forgiveness. Time has passed. And then I just seen the trailer that for it and I went like, no, he should still he be doing this. Stop. Jeez. And I, as I said again, I, 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 I love cheese and I was hoping that yeah. this would be cool, but no. He doesn't okay. understand anything. And Wayne, do you remember the time we were playing um, D&D and I said I was going to charisma the guard and you said, okay, show me how you do that. And I like started crying because acting is hard. Well, I think Rob Zombie's missus should have started crying because acting is hard and left this set. Because acting is hard. Yeah. These people are either like workaholics or aliens those are the two they either they either just like like brian cox they just do the work so much that it just comes out or they're like eddie redmayne and tilda swinton and they're just from space so actors are either from space or builders and uh what's her name cheryl cherry moon cherry moon needs to not thank you is she is she playing Lily? Yeah. yeah. Mm. I haven't oh, seen the trailer yet, and I don't want to watch it. Don't. don't. Um, don't. See what happened was it stops dead every time she talks because she's talking like a non-actor in the middle of acting, and like the no. other people are all great. The other people are all great. No, 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 like, no, no, no. The other people are not all great. Who did I miss? Who did I miss? Everyone was good and the uncle was okay. Now, look, no. I'm not saying, right, I'm not here with the yardstick of quality saying that the monsters are high up the quality of yard. What know, have you got a quality. yardstick of? Quality. Um, so, um, <laughs> I'm not saying that the monsters are, are some kind of franchise that I hold no, dear in my heart. Yeah, we're not being precious. But, we're not gatekeeping. But, but, but I think every single person in that involved in that production 
should be fucking trying to sue Rob Zombie to stop it from being released. There's, because that is also, some career-ending shit. Yeah. There's also talk that it's so bad. It, sorry, it's being sold to Netflix, and yeah. the rumor is, is that it's so bad they want... Here, Netflix, you have this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Quick run. That's And it's not even... Out the, well, sorry, we've just seen a trailer, but like... I think I watched a, a couple of episodes when I was young. So there isn't... It, it doesn't seem like it would be that difficult to ruin it. I watched. Right, I mean, like yeah, the opposite. It, was... it would be really difficult to ruin it. But yeah, Darren, yeah. very good point because it was such an odd thing. Now it wasn't. Yeah. It obviously wasn't that odd because the, it was. Um, it was, the Adams a plus, family it, was happening yeah. at the same time. But but, but yeah. um, each time it happened, it happened twice, and each time it was an odd thing all to itself. But the actors were great, and. Mm. Oh, and I've spent this whole episode feeling sorry for actors that were let down by writers. But yeah. this is like like acting is hard. And you see, what happened was Rob Zombie made House with Ways and Corpses, and it was a cult hit. And then yeah. he got notions and he thought he could be a fucking director. And so he took many. on loads of things and kept putting his wife in things. And they're just they're not good, Rob. Rob. Just please go and make another album for us. Yeah. Um. Like who, who would think it's like gorgeous. the reason that 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 he probably has lots of people is because of my wife. What? what? But what you're doing is you're doing what Citizen Kane did to his missus, making her be an opera singer when she was a showgirl. Leave her alone. Yeah. Partner mm-hmm. and things, because 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 I'm slagging her. Who the fuck am I? But uh, sorry, acting is hard and. I don't, and, and occasionally you see people and you're like, oh yeah, I forgot acting was hard. I've watched people do it effortlessly all week. And then uh, Sherry Moon has just reminded me of the time I couldn't charisma a guard in d and I mean, my my two cents for what they're worth on this. One, it's a Rob Zombie movie. So I immediately just want to set my eyes on fire when that comes into a conversation. <laughs> But yeah, it's. I just think, and again, like I said, I'm not holding it up to a, a, some kind of beacon of excellence. But Kim is right. The actors that were involved with the monsters previously were actual actors who were yeah. good. Fred Gwynn played Herman Munster originally. Fred Gwynn. He was great. He, is, he was a legend. He has done so many amazing things. For horror fans, if you want to look at something that's in it that's horror, it has one scene that will make people grab their ankles is Pet Cemetery. He was the old man in Pet Cemetery that got his ankle tendon shorn by a fucking scalpel by a little zombie child. But it it's like and Edward Herman played Herman Munster. Edward Herman was if anyone doesn't nobody remembers him, he was your man in Lost Boys, who was yeah. Owned a video store who ended up being the leader of the vampires. He was also in Gilmore Girls. He played Lorelai Gilmore's what? dad in Gilmore Girls. He was Herman Munster as well. You're talking top tier uh, actors that have played yeah. this role. Um, Cherry I Moon. I have to say, his, the yeah. makeup, by the way, the makeup department, no notes. Excellent. But the whole point of it is, is that the monsters were always meant to look schlocky and look like dime store Halloween costumes. That was the point of it. Like it was, it was like, yeah. you know, the way you had the filmation Ghostbuster cartoon and then you had the yeah. real mm. Ghostbuster cartoon. So yeah. you had the Adams family and then you had the monsters. Monsters. monsters so yeah. I can get something being schlocky. Right? Ernest movies yeah. are schlocky, but Jim Varney played them that way. This 
looks like something I filmed in my garage when I was 15 with my buddies. The camera angles are all wrong. The setup is all wrong. Or the shots, I mean. Cinematography-wise. Whoever's the cinematographer in this film needs to be hung out to dry. Because If you're making some optician or some IT specialist critique your camera angles, then you need to check it check yourself. Because, dear God, something's gone very wrong. It just looks so poorly made. And I don't understand it. If Like, like I remember people saying that they enjoyed like a house of a thousand corpses or um like devil's rejects people, devil's rejects like the shots the, the cinematography in those films was okay um some people liked some of the way of like, some of the, the imagery in his halloween films everyone knows my opinion of rob zombie's halloween films yeah Everyone knows um, everyone's opinion of Rob Hall, Zombies Halloween films. So I, I, I just go near that, by the way. I just think it's really <laughs> funny that there were people online that were excited when it was announced Rob Zombie is making the monsters. The fact that nobody thought that it was any, going to be anything but utter fucking dog shite, it's like beyond me. Because, <laughs> like, look at his track record for fuck's sake. I, I unfortunately, Wayne, I, 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 me being me, I had a tiny bit of hope that maybe yeah. well, he really loved. It's not that it's not that scary and horror-y from what I remember. I, actually, all I remember is uh, Herman Munster's laughter whenever he did something, which I actually enjoyed. So I don't even want to see this because that's going to get ruined. Mm. But uh, yeah, but the, it, it was quite know, sexy. It, it, he used to do this thing with Fred, Fred Gwynn. Yeah. yeah, but I, I'm actually disliking it more from listening to you guys saying like how like back when it was made they they were proper actors whereas now it just seems to kind of be ruining that and like and it wouldn't be that difficult to to actually do it some justice but then rob zombie said oh i'll, I'll destroy that maybe that's what he's doing now he's just like what can i destroy next i don't know yeah as he but, uh, it's, it's a shame digs through the ditches yeah um, he needs to stick to digging through ditches and burn the witches and stuff like that so that's what he needs to stick to well, yeah, so I mean, that's that. Really slam in the back of my Dragula anymore. It's not fair. Like, <laughs> I think I, I really I think isn't. Back in the Monsters, I do remember Herman Munster in it, Dragster. I think they had it. There was, I would have loved. Yeah, and I yeah, mean, that's ruined for me because of the trailer. I, the, the, the funny thing is, though, there is a famous clip of, of, of the original Fred Gwynn, Herman Munster, talking to his son about racism. And it's on YouTube. You can watch it on YouTube. So, I mean, there were wow. poignant moments in that show. Yeah. And it was yeah. delivered with such ability because Fred Gwynn was such an amazing actor. And yeah, yeah I, I couldn't tell you who they have playing, playing him now. I don't know who's playing the new Herman Monster. I kind of know the actor who's playing Grandpa Monster, but it's, yeah, just, no, I'm not going to go near it. I'm not going to, I wouldn't they touch it with yours, you know? Uh, no, not a chance. Maybe with Jill's. Maybe she has immunity. <laughs> <laughs> I don't even think Jill Jill wouldn't sully herself to stoop to that low because it's it is still poking that bear of it's something that some people hold dear. Yeah, yeah leave it uh, alone. Yeah, know, it's fine. Leave it alone. alone. Um, the the your question or ask for about the Rings of Power. Super excited. Yeah. Super really excited. Good. Looks really I want to see Galadriel being a bad. Like, like, there's all this talk of what they're doing with the timeline and compressing the timeline of the Cimmerillion and the Second Age. They would have to do that in order for it to at least be 
a semi-coherent plot for a lot of people. I've never read The Sumerian. I've read synopses of it because I'm just like, everybody I know who's read it has said, oh, hard work. It is hard work. And it is, it's like, it's like schoolwork. It's like, it's like one of those books that they gave you in school that you needed cliff notes for. Um, mm. I remember the first time I read it when I was younger, I was like, what the fuck is this? Like, I was like, there, <laughs> there are moments in it that are like, this is, a co- this is a coherent story about certain characters that happen. But then it, it talks about, like, it gives you, in, in, because it was meant to be, it was meant to be just a guidebook to timelines. It was never meant to be read like The Hobbit or Lord of the Rings. Yeah. It, that wasn't the point of it. You it's know? more of a reference book, would you say? Kind of, yeah. It does. It, it's kind of like you're, it's, it's similar to, ironically, actually, it's similar to what they're doing with the new Game of Thrones show. As right. far as my knowledge of that is, which is way more limited than it would be with Lord of the Rings. But mm. um, a lot of the plot for this one, while in some books that are written by George R. R. Martin, are generally reference books. There's one, I think it's one that's like The World of Ice and Fire, which is just a reference mm. book that accompanies The Song of Ice and Fire that gives you the backstory of all the, um, the family lines. Does yeah. this mean he's been cutting it short in the main texts because gas? <laughs> yeah, probably. But I mean, the characters that are the characters that are in this new show are only referenced in the original Game of Thrones books. But with the okay. with this the with the Tolkien stuff with Lord uh, with Rings of Power, it's basically from what I can glean from the trailer. Again, nobody fully knows, but they've they've added they've added characters. They've added. Uh, mm. People they've added uh, sto- names that aren't in the in the original story, and that's mm. fine because they want to be able to tell some sem- semblance of a tale of how Sauron, servant of Morgoth, comes to Middle Earth. The rings are forged; they're given out, like you know, like the 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 whole nine rings. Um, it's it for the for men and all that type of stuff. Uh, seven for the dwarves three for the elves three for the elves all that type of stuff you know and it's uh it's 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 a case of they want to see where that story comes from um so it's a case of we need to make it a coherent idea Mm -hmm. and if you read the cimmerillion it's it's told in a way but it's told over a large span of time so with this I think the way they're going to do it is they're going to give you a, a, a very sly big bad in Sauron who's going to seem like an ally because that's what he does in the, in the original story. Mm. He comes to the kings and he seems like a, a, he pretends to be an ally, pretends to be an advisor and true subterfuge. True <laughs> um, subterfuge and double dealing and all that type of stuff. And backstabbing, he wheezes his way into one particular ruler, and it goes from there. And it's, I think, and and the whole thing about the the elves coming into Middle Earth and Galadriel traveling, and people being banished. There's a lot of stuff going on that you have to kind of compress. And I think that's what they're trying to do. So I think you're going to have the purists who are going to either completely denounce it because it's not its fucking, you know, we don't get the description that Tolkien gives about the certain types of trees. On page two hundred and twenty-four, you know, you know what I mean. It's you have that, but then you also have people that understand that there's no way in hell they can make a show based on that book and copy Mm -hmm. it word for word. They have to make it palatable. The elves' skincare routine—that's two seasons at least. Yeah, 
<laughs> Maybe three. Hmm. Yeah, but I think it looks amazing. Like it, it, it looks, looks stunning. Yeah, amazing. from what I've seen so far. Yeah. I'll stick that trailer on now later on the big screen. Yeah. So I mean, I think with that, that's coming in September. But Game of yeah. Thrones is dropping before. Game of Thrones is dropping in August, fifteenth of August. Look, that Sandman's on the fifth. And Sandman Ooh. is on the fifth. Sandman is 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 definitely higher up the list for me than Game of Thrones. I might Can't say, wait. Mm. I mean, the thing about Game of Thrones is the cast. I didn't realize the cast until I saw the trailer today. Paddy Constantine, Paddy Constantine is in it. I didn't know oh, he plays. Yeah. He plays the. He plays a Targaryen. Matt Smith plays All a right. Targaryen. Um. Yeah, Matt yeah. Smith is like the one of the main dudes in he his agent. Oh, I did see that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. He, his agent seems to have actually finally done him well with, with maybe a role that's meaty enough that he'll, yeah, you know, last a bit longer than a season. But it's Game of Thrones. Who knows? But I think, as we Who's mentioned earlier, charge. What? Who's, Who's in, in charge? charge? It's not the last two. It's not Weiss it's and not what's D&D. his face. Okay. No, it's okay. not them. It's two other folks. It's another group of people that are basically taking on. And apparently George R. R. Martin is involved, but I think he's involved as in he's collecting a check. That's my impression. Oh my God. Get that bag, sis. Yeah. <laughs> so, um, but there is, there is, it's not, the what they're working from, from Game of Thrones, is not like, they don't have like five novels to work from and they're waiting for a sixth or anything. It's yeah. literally, again, an appendices and a family tree and writings from Martin and notes from Martin that they're working on. So you're not going to have the feverish fan base that you had with the original series where they're kind of going, right, now they're off script. Let's see what, how far they drive it into the toilet, which they did. Maybe. But the one thing, again, we're back to the Aliens discussion. Everybody watched that show. The mm-hmm. people going, the, the AV club, when they were doing their reviews, they had to have two separate threads. They had to have a board for book readers and they had to have a board for everybody else. And um, the book readers are significantly smaller, obviously. But like people going there off script is everyone you and I know. But, you know, 8% of the people watching that show, everybody watched that show. So um, if they managed to win them back, like, because they did them dirty. They did the pros dirty when they gave them a beautiful fantasy show and then uh, absolutely screwed the pooch in the last in the, in the last season. But um, I wonder if they forgive them. I wonder if they'll come back for this. Well, I mean, one thing I've learned from that, like I'm a big uh, Wheel of Time fan. Like I'm still I'm still on book nine, but I'll get there. Um, but because of what I've seen with with I'm about to say the real time with games of Game of Thrones and like how going in at the beginning I didn't know anything and then seeing how it ended and seeing how like everyone was upset with it. Um, what I've learned is like I I like with the Wheel of Time TV show that's out. I haven't watched. Oh, sorry, I, I tell a lie. I watched nearly the first episode, but I, I'm not going to watch it because I'm I'm worried how bad it's going to be and no one's talking about it, so it must be really bad. So I'm kind of thinking that with this new show, it can either do it can either get people loving game of thrones again or it can just put more wood on the fire so like but <coughs> i'm probably not not gonna watch it like um because of just yeah just the way the, the, the way the way the show ended and the fear that i could get worse you know yeah well i, I think it's good to, to self-regulate like 
yesterday might be amazing. Uh, the that uh, that Disney Plus documentary about the recording of uh, Let It Be might be amazing. Across mm. the universe might be amazing. I can't be any crack if someone's talking about the Beatles, so I just stay away because I'm not the demographic. I'm too precious. Mm-hmm. And I think if you're that way about the wheel of time, that is a very good way to be. Like, it's quite healthy approach. Hmm? Yeah, it's quite healthy approach. Well, yeah, talking about guard it. Guard your like, heart, my friends. Does that mean I should stay away from Sandman? No, it's in good hands. It's fine. Oh I, no, I Sandman will. I I, it'll hopefully get me going because I, I keep on wanting to read them, but I haven't read them yet. So yeah, Jill, if go and go, oh, my you, God. if they insult you in three minutes, you'll know what to do. Like you know, you know. I reckon you're all right, though. Your man's involved in Scrum. Oh, Netflix. <laughs> yeah. I mean, uh, like, I think I think it stands the test, but even though, wait, I know what you're saying, Kim, about, like, you know, not everyone read the books, but I think by the time it got to the finale of that show, it was getting people to read the books. People had it was. started, mm. you know, started big, to read Oh, yeah. And, time, but it's a big commitment. I mean, that's... Sure. You know, that's 15 pages about... Renly's tryst with that young fella and you're like all right but you know the oven's on you know and uh, you know you know but the thing about it is as well is that even without that even taking that element out where you have like the people that read the book and didn't like the way it went people that even hadn't read the books and watched the show yeah didn't like the way it went because it was so badly written so badly executed none of the characters did any of the things they should do no they did nothing that they were they had the urgency to do two seasons previous and also i think the biggest testament is how quickly it vanished from the zeitgeist completely literally stripped itself off our palette and ran away Mm -hmm. yeah like I, you see, you now walk into Eason's and you see their bargain bin. It's just filled with Game of Thrones merchandise, and mm-hmm. you know tumblers, coasters, posters, t-shirts. I I don't know of anyone that has lamented the loss of Game of Thrones from pop culture because of how bad of a taste it left in everyone's mouth. Not just Everyone the people heard. that were. Uh, like I'm annoyed that they ruined my blu-ray collection for me yeah like i used to watch it i used to watch it and re-watch it this might explain why i have no fucking time for new shows but every time a new season was coming out i watched the other one two or three before it and it and it, and it stood up then we got to season five and i'm like i'll be grand till the next one and then and then and then and then yeah. jamie got in the bath with brienne i'm like no we're back we're back we're back and then we were not back, folks. We were not. We were not. Oh, oh yeah. So who, who's to say? I mean, this looks like they've hit the ground. All What they're doing with this from the trailer. This is what I'm getting from the trailer. From the get-go. Sorry, Wayne. You just did what Liz Truss did today. Liz Truss <laughs> tweeted, I'm ready to hit the ground from day one. What you mean to say is hit the ground running. You're <laughs> going to hit the ground running, which is a good thing. Hitting the ground bad thing and she had to delete the tweet so sure. i love that that's happened twice in one day well you I and this cross are like this you know you're just so similar in so many ways um <laughs> pork markets um so basically they do hit the ground running with this because they've straight up just dragons have them yeah <laughs> dragons have them they're there that's it like so there it's none of this waiting for them to grow 
and hatch yeah. and shit. Well, that was well, and murder machines straight up oh, because it's it's, it's basic. Well, that's it, that, and that's exactly what people are saying because these dragons do have names that for in the in the lore that's there in the notes that are there for the lore and the backstory. These car- these are named dragons. They have personalities. They're characters unto themselves. But that's what people are are, are looking at it for. They're not really looking at it for the intricate political intrigue that we got partially with Game of Thrones early doors um, there is a fuck ton of incest like I mean well, uh, it's the Targaryen it's the Targaryen yeah. like a fuck ton of marrying, marrying your yeah marrying your marrying Uncle. your sister and marrying your cousin third removed all this crap like that's like if you look you can if you can look it up on Wikipedia if it's there but the, the notes that are there from this the the world of ice and fire, the, the 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 history of Matt Smith's character alone. I think he gets married like three times to like his second cousin. Ice removed, yada yada, that type of thing. So yeah, so he's like, from Shelbyville. Pretty much, yeah. There's a lot of that going on. Yeah, so, yeah right. I, I, Giuliani did it too. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um. So yeah, we'll see. We'll see how that works out. But I'm way more excited for uh for Rings of Power. That's that's gonna be my bag. Yeah, and obviously, obviously, Sandman definitely gonna be watching that. But uh, yeah, so that's pretty much it. Like, I, I, I can't really muster any more excitement for House of Dragons. Watch, watch yourself, lads. Watch yourself. You know, you know what I say. We'll, we'll have a shield wall just in case. Yeah. Always need a shield wall. Yeah. Okay, folks, we're gonna wrap it up there. This has been Pubcast. We've waffled on about all sorts of shite tonight. Um, oh, it's been a while. We had a few in the chamber there, Wayne. We did, we did. Um, as always, I've been Wayne. I've been Kim. I've been Darren. I've been Jill. Uh, don't forget to check us out on YouTube or wherever you find podcasts. Um, you can also check out Sorcery and Shenanigans, our spell jammer campaign that's about to jam some spells and shoot off into space Yay! very, Woo! very soon. You can find all of the episodes yep. so far up on our YouTube channel or again wherever you find your podcasts. Uh, This has been Pubcast, and until the next time, folks, look after yourselves. Take a handy. Bye-bye.